Public Radio's LossesTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. You got myself green now and I'm joined by a man. Wondering why Elon didn't play for his blue team. My co-captain Damo, how are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you, boys, girls, listenership around the world, blockheads, millions, in their fucking millions, and surrounded by their millions of loved ones and friends and family. Welcome aboard. It's good to have you. Yeah, it's been a big week. Uh, Elon just gets more and more popular, doesn't he, as the weeks roll on, old Elon. The ironic thing for me is, right, I like Elon Musk now far more than I ever have. Like, I've always been an Elon Musk skeptic put it that way mm-hmm. because in my opinion and look and it's been a roller coaster of elon musk and here's why like 10 years ago i remember having arguments with people who were like the people who hate elon musk today right like so we're talking kind of lefty people mostly um you know what he's doing to twitter and stuff they don't like him anymore but i remember mm-hmm. having arguments with people like 10 years ago who are very much of that persuasion who hate him now who would say to me, oh, no, he's brilliant. And I'd be like, no, 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 I don't like him because he's taking government money to build, like, some fucking solar farm battery or something in the middle of the desert. It's not going to work. But he's mm-hmm. getting, like, he gets most of his money through government contracts, right? And the people would be like, oh, you don't understand. He fucking loves the environment. Fuck you. And it's it's these same people now. I swear to God. It's these same people now who are like, oh, he's a fucking fascist, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, hang on. I've See, now I'm getting lumped into the crowd that, like, oh, oh, you're an Elon fanboy. You're sucking his dick. And it's like, no, no, I just like the fact that he's pissing you off on Twitter. That's wow. So I like him far more now. You know why? Because he's not taking government money, Australian government money, to propose, like, mono, Simpsons monorails type, type uh, fucking projects and just, you know, make off into the sunset with it. He's not doing that now, so that's we got no beef. Distracting him, distracting him from like t- pissing it out and taking our money. Yes. The, 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 yes, the pissy little kind of like trolling thing that he's doing now. Well yeah, done. yeah, uh, right. it cost him seven bill. That's good. And isn't that so funny? Like, so back then, I was outraged at the billions of dollars of government money he was taking around the world. Right, that was yeah. my outrage. Like, that's, your, the, that's your problem. Yeah, yeah. Who the fuck is this guy to just march in and get all these government contracts? Fuck him, mm-hmm. you know. Because you know me, when it comes to government spending, I am the greeno version of you are the you know, greener version of government, <laughs> government spending. spending. I will not. I don't accept the government spending one cent more than it absolutely must necessarily have to. You know, so he, a lot of wasted cash. Yes. Yeah, and they spent years. They spent years and years signing checks and handing it over to him, like in America, Europe, Australia, <laughs> everywhere. This guy fucking got paid everywhere he went. You know, more it was like John Farnham, Greeno, the Rolling Stones. Every city he went to, he made back. He's back. Yeah, yeah, he's back again. And yeah, and now these days, oh, he's evil. He's evil, and it's it's like I can't win with people. You know, you you didn't care when he was doing that, but now you care because he accurately labels government-funded media on Twitter. You know, fucking yeah. good, good for you. Nice, Gary. And it just goes to show you where people's priorities are, doesn't it? <laughs> I just love the fact that someone who has billions of dollars in the bank yeah. has nothing better to do than well, just do really petty, annoying shit on the internet. That's what Trump that, was that, doing too. He had billions that, that in the I'd bank. Be, that I'd be amused by for to like amuse my own little mind, if you know what I mean. So today, obviously, the blue ticks disappeared, yep. uh, except if you fork over the coin. Of course. But yeah. what he did is he left blue ticks on people he didn't like. <laughs> 
so it looked like they paid they for paid it when it. they didn't. Nice. Oh, <laughs> and, so then those funny. people were like, hey, yeah. fucking like example, LeBron. Yeah. LeBron's like, I didn't fucking pay for this. No. And Elon's like, no, no, I paid for that one for you myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, like that, yeah, that's gold. That's like that is the, gold. The, the highest level of pettiness from a billionaire who's got yeah. too much spare time on his hands. Like, I'm gonna fuck with LeBron today. Isn't yeah. gonna be very good. You wanna be a critic? Fuck you. Here you go. Here's a blue tick so everyone thinks you paid you eight bucks. Oh, so totally. people will him going, How dare you pay eight dollars? <laughs> <laughs> and look, I, I wanna propose something to you, Greeno, and not just yeah. you, but the blockheads as well. I want you to think very carefully. Like next time you want to complain about like a Donald Trump or an Elon Musk or like trolling people or whatever they're doing, I want you to th- ask yourself this question. Do I want to live in a world without flamboyant billionaires? Because I put it to you that I like the fact that there are flamboyant billionaires out in the world who just have the kind of money where they can do whatever they want and they exercise that, you know, that freedom. As, as you like to refer to it as, fuck you money. Fuck you money. Nice, Gary. Now, I, wouldn't you hate a world where everyone who, you know, earns a bit of money just, like, wears a suit and says the same media programmed fucking lines over and over? That sounds There's like dystopian hell to me. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I root for the guy who, like, it, you know, I, I don't care really how much money people have, but if you have a lot of money and you've got fuck you money, because I've always thought, like, if I won the lotto, what would I do? And I feel like, like, I've been saying this for years. You remember our conversations at the pool hall, Greeno? Mm-hmm. If, I, if I had fuck you money, I think I would take very mundane jobs, you know? I would yeah. apply. I wouldn't tell them that I had. And when I got bored of it, I'd just go, okay, you know what? I'm out of here. Thanks anyway, guys. It's been fun. But I'll move on. You know? and, what where did that one go? Yeah, yeah just, I'll get a job. Just one day. Yeah, I'll get a job doing something very, you know, routine, factory line kind of stuff. And then when yeah. I get bored of it, because you've got to have a reason to get up in the morning, you know. Yeah, exactly. There's only so much, uh, so much fun. Fuck you, money can buy. That's right. Yeah, and then you've got yeah. to create your own fun, and that'll be, you yeah. know, reconnecting with your peasant roots, Greeno, of course. So that'll be part of it. But See, it's good I, I it's flamboyant I, I billionaires. Like, I like where your head's at. I like where your head's at with that because I think I'd do something similar, yeah. but it'd be more just to disrupt the system a little bit. Yeah, just fuck, so I'd fuck find, shit up. Yeah. yeah, so I'd find a factory that I feel like is just, you know, a bit too big for their boots and go in there and just disrupt everything. Now, yeah, it's worth pointing out that Greeno, I think, is the first person in recorded history to have a vendetta against a factory. <laughs> like, yes. you know, the, the factory is too big for its boots, you know. Yeah, it's we're going like, to cut them down to size. Yeah, it's, those guys always kept pushing in line at the pie shop at the end of the road yeah. in the industrial estate, <laughs> you know. We'll find a way. Fuck we'll find a way. Yeah. yeah. It's a list, isn't um, it? It is. Yeah. yeah, I've got a big list. Big list. I'm ready to go as soon as that, that, that check comes in. Yes. Look out. Yeah. Uh, Damo, if I can, a bit of uh, hot content off the press hot if we can. Hot content, yeah. Boy. Yeah, so uh, as, I, as I was setting up this show, mm. uh, got, saw a little email popper. Okay. Hang on, I wonder, wonder what this is. Obviously a little bit of spam, but yeah. nonetheless. So uh, the, the daughter uh, over the school holidays has like is, is like oh look I want to buy something with some of the money I've been given over the years okay. and for for like all the entire time I've been like look you get plenty of stuff off everyone don't waste your coin like put that aside and let everyone buy shit for you instead okay but she's like no 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 dad I want to like I want uh I want a watch like I want like a, a smart watch or a fitness watch those kind of things right so I'm like look you've got the money there and it's a while to your birthday so. Mm. If you want to spend a bit of money on that, you can. So we ordered a watch online yesterday. Yep. And straight away, obviously, you get 
the emails are coming through. Right. Like now, to reassure you that, no, you haven't just thrown money into like some Eastern European call center or, you know, an Indian underground mafia operation. You haven't done any of that. Like it's a legit thing. You are getting a watch at some point. You know, No, right? not so much that. More the, uh, hey, you bought some, bought some stuff from us. Would you like to buy something else? Oh, yeah. Not interested, so, of course. So this one pops up. And so uh, I want to give a dick move to Kogan.com because you, you need to fix it. Oh. Oh, hang on, hang on. Before you even, before you even, before you even, oh my God, you should have spoken to me first, Greeno. I've been telling you for years, I am your guardian angel in some of the, like, especially when it comes to people trying to rip you off and get in your fucking head. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you, Kogan is like the worst. I bought, remember when we didn't have aircon in the studio and it was like fucking 40 degrees in here, melting in the studio, right? I stupidly was like, I wonder if I can get like a little air conditioner that will just like a little fan thing just for the desk and that'll do. Mm-hmm. And there was like Kogan.com. There's this great little fan, little air conditioner thing where, yeah, yeah you just sit it on the desk and it's all fine and good. And I get it and it's great. Yeah, yeah. And then the fucking emails start coming and it's oh, like, it's yeah. like 10 a day. But, yeah, they're keen. Oh, and they're not only keen, they're crafty as well. Because yeah. you can <laughs> you can flag the shit out of Kogan emails and they continue yeah. to arrive in your e- inbox and you have no idea how they got there. And then yeah. if you don't respond to the emails, Greeno, the text messages nice, start coming as well. Uh, so no, no, here's the thing. What? I never actually I never actually give my mobile number. No, anymore. yes, you definitely that. shouldn't. Because so what of I that. do is I, I give my work number. Oh, nice, Gary. <laughs> nice, Gary. So it just gets spam flagged instantly. So it gets spam flagged and never actually gets her. That's a great, you know what? This is fantastic. I don't know anything yeah. about work. You don't know anything yeah. about Kogan. Together we yeah. fixed it. Greg. Between us, we fixed it. Yeah. However, I want to. I just want to give a, a bit of a dick move in Kogan and uh, a bit of advice if I can. Yeah. Yeah. Dick. You need to fix your algorithm, right? So my daughter bought a, like a smartwatch. Yet here's what it says. Uh, thank, thanks for your recent purchase. To celebrate, we've handpicked some products based on your purchase and what you might like. So they're, they're drawing a lot of conclusions from this one purchase of from the one, one purchase. smartwatch. Which, yeah. in my head, I saw that. And I'm like, hey, I wonder what else they got. I might yeah. be able to get myself a good deal. Here's a 42-inch no, no, no. LED TV that we thought That's you what might I'm thinking, like. I'm thinking, <laughs> technology, right? I'm thinking like, you know, maybe there's a tablet, maybe there's a TV, yeah. maybe there's, Here's a know, little uh, desk air conditioner that, you know, Damo didn't want. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. No, no, no. Uh, here's their suggestions. Eight pack of replacement toothbrush heads. Nice, so, uh, 4XL rotary air fryer. What? Really? Four air fryers? 4, 4XL. Uh, 4XL. So it's a big one. It's a big boy. Okay. Uh, premium 15-in-1 steam mop. Steam so mop. out of okay. the purchase of a kid's fucking smartwatch. Was it pink? Now, Greeno, was, was the smartwatch pink? Uh, smartwatch is red, sir. Red. Okay, because I was going to say very sexist of Kogan, you know. Not that one. Chauvinist and sexist <laughs> and misogynist. Pinkbrushes and mops. Yeah, pinkbrushes, yes. mops. It sounds like you're trying to turn my little girl who wants a smartwatch into a fucking homemaker here by the sound. Yeah, of exactly. Into uh, Wilma Flintstone. Yes, um, Wilma Flintstone. <laughs> oh, I was just trying to think I would have also uh, have accepted Marge Simpson, I think, who's like the quintessential perfect housewife. That'll work, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, a bit of a dick move there to the Kogan for obviously getting the algorithm wrong. Uh, we, we like to do muted word of the week if we can on this show. So uh, something happened to ruin my timeline. Uh, and it wasn't Talk about the me. blue ticks. 
this week had to mute the words love is blind love is blind okay i must already have love muted because i never saw it (laughs) never saw it so uh, apparently uh, love is blind is this like a reality show similar to maths right so someone's ripped off married at first sight i think yeah yeah, i think it's a similar thing so what they do is it's kind of like they never apparently they never meet beforehand but they've got to they're in a relationship and get engaged without ever meeting before. Is it meeting, so like or do they, thing. or do they sit there at the dates and and wear blindfolds? No, I think it's, I think it's like an online thing. Perhaps I, I seem to recall a show where people were like sitting at a dinner table together and they were wearing blindfolds. It could be that show. I never bothered to look into it. Okay. However, they were doing a live reunion throughout the course of the week, and apparently, <laughs> shit went askew. Reunion which meant. It was fucking trending its tits off. Uh, so every third tr- tweet, when I was trying to keep up to date, we say NBA playoffs or yep. what was going on in the baseball. Once again, sport, 80 movies, tit. That's all I want to see. They threw Love is Blind in there, had to mute it. Can I just add too, no one's happier about the down, the, the expected downfall of BuzzFeed more than I because BuzzFeed mm-hmm. is largely responsible for this clickbait culture that we have in the first place. I don't BuzzFeed's know still around, is it? It's about to not be. It's, it's, going, oh, it's going broke very shortly. So, Excellent. you know, nice Gary. Nice Gary! So they are one of the pioneers. Like, that's the reason that they got so famous so fast is because at the beginning of, you know, social media, Twitter, Instagram stuff, there they yeah. were. They were the, you know, social media news site basically for a while. And yeah. then they've just been swamped out because they do a terrible job and have done for a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, but out they go and they're finished. But so that kind of clickbaity shit, at least it's never going to go away now because it's like um, I watched something earlier, Greeno, about Kellogg's cornflakes the start of that and how ruthless that was it was a uh, have you do you know anything about that story no, no? I, I like stories about pinatas kind of intrigued by the oh fact it's a, it's a great ruthless. story yeah a serial I, like a real serial killer no pun intended well no, pun definitely it, intended there no was, okay so it was it was like in the 1800s right there was this doctor uh, I forget his first name, but his name was Dr. Kellogg, okay? Mm-hmm. He ran a sanitarium, which was kind of like a private hospital back in the day. So he was doing quite well for himself. Mm-hmm. And what he would do is he would feed the patients who were, back then, a lot of their health problems were stomach-related because they were just eating, like, off food and rancid meat and stuff because there was no refrigeration, right? Okay. So a lot of their issues were stomach related. So what he would do, they would come to his sanitarium, which would later become known as a hospital kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And he would feed them every morning, this kind of uh, granola with milk poured over it. Right. Now uh, this Dr. Kellogg. Now known as cornflakes. Now known as cornflakes. And it was, you know, part of, you know, a kind of health routine. Now the person who actually oversaw the production of the cornflakes was his younger brother right? Will Kellogg. Now he wasn't a brilliant doctor. His parents refused to send him to uh, like a fancy school because he was nearsighted and he couldn't see anything and they thought he was an idiot. What a waste of money then. Yeah, exactly. It would have been a waste of money. So they sent the older brother off to medical school and he owns the hospital. (laughs) The younger brother works kind of like taking inventory and stuff and he oversees the production of this like kind of crunchy granola with milk poured over it. Yeah. Now, one of the patients staying at this fucking hospital, right, was a a guy who was in there who because he'd run – 
so many businesses and failed. He had a nervous breakdown. He ends up in this fucking sanitarium. And he, Mm -hmm. because he can't afford to pay the bill for being in there, he works like in the kitchen area making this breakfast thing. At the time, there was no no such thing as breakfast, right? You would just eat what was left over from the day before. So no one has breakfast. It was just, there was no particular meals that fit the rules of breakfast is that right yeah there was there was no such there was no concept of like a a, a, a meal like that was suited cereal, for we just we eat you know scrambled eggs yes, etc yeah exactly yeah. breakfast was just like whatever you had left it was <laughs> essentially the all day breakfast that now exists was just food right yeah yeah so this this guy who's a patient there his name's like cw post and he's working mm-hmm. there now he works in the kitchen because he can't afford to pay the bills. He's he's so broke, a failed businessman. He leaves this hospital. He takes like a bag of the um, product with him because the younger brother is trying to convince the doctor brother that they should sell this stuff because it's really yeah. good and it's good for people and, you know, it's helping their digestive systems and we need to sell it. And the older brother's like, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. You didn't go to medical school. You don't know yeah. any of this You don't know any of this You shit. can't even fucking see. You can't even see the box. That's what are you right. talking about? That's right. Yeah. Now, the guy who's staying at the hospital takes the idea, steals the idea, writes down the recipe. He goes off and he starts his own company called Grape Nuts. All right? Okay. Grape Nuts, and he starts a cereal, and it starts kicking off. Now, the the brother uh, comes up to the older brother with the fucking product and says, look, look at what people are doing now. They're stealing our idea. Oh, mate, mate, Grape Nuts over here. That's right. fucking stealing our product. (laughs) Grape Nuts has got the fucking show rolling, and he's making bank (laughs) over there, you know? Oh, we've just got our title for next week's show. Grape Nuts. (laughs) Grape Nuts. Now, the older brother still won't be in it, Greener. He's not fucking interested, and he continues to the younger brother, you're an idiot, you don't know what you're talking about, this is about making people healthy, we can't have it uh, for profit, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, the older brother's sanitarium, the hospital, it burns to the ground. Now, I'm unsure whether or not the the brother did it. <laughs> I'm unsure yeah. whether or not he lit the fire. Oh, he definitely lit the fire. I'm, I'm smelling a fire bike, I can tell you. Because <laughs> his brother wouldn't let him enter the, the corn, like the cereal market, the breakfast market, that yeah. this patient was stealing their idea. Now, it burns down and he comes up to the brother and he gives him a $35,000 check, which back then would have been like hundreds of thousands of dollars, okay? Like a fortune, yeah? And he hands him this check and he says, I'm buying out the breakfast recipe that we feed to the patients. I'm buying it out from you so you can rebuild the hospital, which is now a pile of ash. <laughs> okay. There you go. Right. right. So he takes it. He goes off. He starts his own company. It goes gangbusters. But Grape Nuts, now the guy who runs Grape Nuts, he starts freaking out because Kellogg's is now out there. And because they've got this doctor name associated with it, it starts going off. It's tits greener. They fly yeah, off the shelves. It's like, hang on. Yeah, it's got a bit more credibility. It's got a, it's got a fucking blue checkmark demo. That's right. One nah. morning, one morning when he was in the hospital, he accidentally left out some of the ingredients for the Kellogg's, right? And they accidentally kind of pressed it and turned it into the flake. Now, the grape nut guy was still doing like chunks of granola, you know. With he was doing big granola? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now, the cornflakes guy, they actually accidentally pressed one of the cornflakes and turned it into a flake and then ate it. Yeah. And they were like, oh, my God, this is fucking amazing. It's way so, better. So he yeah. invents this machine, this this press, this this cornflake press that has water running through it, right? No, yeah. no, no. Yeah, the, the brother. 
the younger yeah. brother, after he's bought out the older brother, he invents this fucking machine. This is what people were like back in the day. We complain about fucking Twitter now. You know what I yeah. mean? This is what people were doing back in the day. He invents uh, his own pressing machine that has water running through it, so it stops the dough from sticking. It's the first one that was ever of its kind, Greeno. Wow, the okay. fucking cornflakes guy. Now, yeah, yeah. Now, the guy who runs, now the guy, the patient at the hospital who's running the rival company, the grape nut guy. Grape nuts, yeah. He gets wind of this. Do you know what he does? He says, he goes out and he buys the company that makes those machines. He buys the whole company and yeah. he says, we're not selling another one of these. They all belong to me. All of the machines belong to me now. There's nothing you can do. Then the Kellogg's Brothers factory burns to the ground. Green. Nice, Maybe the, industrial these factories, sabotage. These factories are insured, right? No, no, absolutely. There was no insurance. If you okay. lost what you had, you lost it. It was over. You lost it. It was done. Okay. Yeah. So his factory burns to the ground. Now, what he does, he goes to the company who made his press and the company says, I'm sorry, we can't do anything. We've been bought out and we're forbidden from selling to anyone now. Like that's mm-hmm. the new boss's rules. And he says, but I'm not a new customer. I'm an existing customer. Yeah. And they say to him, well, so what are you saying? And he says, well, I think I should pay you to come out and repair my um, my press because yeah. I already own it. Like I'm not you buying already own it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. This is, not, this, is an, this is an existing repair. That's it. Because back in the day, everything lasted 400 years. That's right. So no one was just buying a new press. It was always, oh, we'll get the company out to come fix it. That's right. And the company's not breaking the laws of their new ownership because they're not selling to anybody. They're not selling anyone. They're repairing an existing press. They're repairing an existing. And he gets them to come out. and Blind dude's a genius. Well, they don't only repair the existing, right? They, They repair the existing and then upgrade it, and it turns it into a mass production facility. They went okay. from producing 4,000 cases of cornflakes a day to 120,000 cases okay. of cornflakes nice, a day. Gary. Now, it, go back to the grape nut guy. Now, the grape yeah. nut guy is starting to freak out, so much so, Greeno, that he marches himself into the bedroom of his mansion, puts a rifle under his chin and blows his own fucking head off. Nice, grape nut grape nut, wow. nut guy blows his fucking head off because of the stress and the pain and all the rest of so associated with it. Now, remember, this is like 100 years ago. This is in the 1800s. It's a fascinating story. Now, the grape nut guy leaves his company, which is this is unheard of back then. He leaves his company to his 26-year-old daughter who takes over nice, now. Gary. And the fortune is, get this, back in, like in the equivalent money, $550 million fortune. Wow. And this huge company. Now, she goes, she starts diversifying their interests because she takes over and straight away she's like we need to get just out of the strictly breakfast game and just take the idea of pre-packaged foods next level and do it for everything right okay now she goes out and she starts investing in all these companies who do kind of some some kind of pre-packaged food she stumbles across this company that freezes their fish and their vegetables and it's run by someone i think named clarence bird's eye or something right something like that yeah Right. And this she buys this bird's eye company for like twenty three hundred million dollars equivalent, right? Turns it into a company called General Foods and it becomes like the biggest one uh, of the biggest food. Yeah. <laughs> it it eventually becomes craft and it's worth like fifty billion dollars. Yeah, wow. There you go. So 
the daughter of the crazy guy who blew his head off, who was in the sanitarium, who stole the idea from Kellogg, right? She yeah. ends up winning the game. But yeah. the Kellogg's company is still worth like twenty billion dollars. But they just—yeah, that's not what chump change. That's that's oh, still no, a fair it's bit huge. of money. And but they just stayed in breakfast cereal. That was their thing, you know. Yeah. So there you go. There's a little story. I like stories about pinatas. That's, that's story time from 1854. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that fascinating? Uh, 1878 was when cornflakes were invented. There you go. And apparently, it was invented uh, as an anti-masturbatory tool. There you go. Really? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. They thought the, the plain food would stop people masturbating. Ah, see, the thing I saw was like, well, the, the crazy doctor, his idea was, well, everyone's eating rotten meat, so we need to give them something else. And Ooh. so it was grain and, you know, you know, maize. grain, maize. Yeah, yeah, toasted maize, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely fascinating. I, I love uh, history like that because it, no that, one's inventing that? anything anymore. And, again, this takes you right back to the point, Greeno. Nice, I'm glad that flamboyant billionaires exist in the world. You know what I mean? Because that's as close as we're going to get to those kinds of pioneering efforts of a bygone era. Can I raise this as a, as a point slash question, Damon? Yes, yeah. How is this? Because we've talked a thousand times on this show about how Hollywood is bereft of ideas. It's just reboot, 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 yeah. reboot, 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 yep. reboot. How has that story not been made into a film? That's a good question. It really, because I guess they just feel like they can't sell the cornflakes story. How can you not sell that? It's got to be very, you've got fucking houses burning down. You've got, you've got ingenuity. You've got fucking, like, there's a lot going on there. You've got, you know, multiple generations of, of like uh, company dominance, it's it's that's a fucking great story. I like I, I, it. Just, I I'll, I'll, I'll give you a very quick one in sixty seconds. I like stories okay. about pinatas. It won't be like the last one, but I've often thought that they should do a movie. I th- the guy's name is something like Ignaz Himmelweis, and mm-hmm. he was a doctor back in the day. Again, you know, a couple of, maybe a hundred years ago or whatever. And back then, when women would give birth, half of them would die because it was such a violent experience yeah, for the body. It was, yeah. But most of the deaths were due to infection because back yeah. then they didn't know what germs were. They didn't have microscopes kind of thing. So they didn't know what germs were. And they would just go from like one surgery to the next to the pregnancy and they wouldn't wash their hands or anything. And this guy, this Ignace Himmelweis, he was a doctor at the time, and he came out to like the medical community and said, what you need to do is start washing your hands because you're transferring. Now, imagine you heard this for the first time, what your reaction would be, right? Yeah. Imagine what the first person who said the world is a, is a, is a globe, imagine the reaction that they got, right? Mm-hmm. If there's an accepted truth. Now, this doctor guy, he came out and said, no, 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 I've discovered this horrific thing. We need to wash our hands and have good hygiene because there are microscopic living organisms and they attach themselves to our hands and they transfer from one person to the next. They're called germs and that's what makes people sick fundamentally. And he was laughed out of the profession. He was mocked and tortured. He ended up dying in an insane asylum thinking that he, because they all tried to convince him that he was crazy. He was crazy, yeah. And it was only posthumously, like 50 years after his death, that the medical community came out and admitted, holy shit, he was right. All right. Oh, 
turned his poor bastard into yeah. crazy first for no reason. They drove him oh. to death in the crazy house and they, they fed him drugs and said to him, You're you are crazy for thinking there's do you think there's living things on your hands right yeah. now, Ignace? You know? No, no, I swear I don't. I'm getting better. They don't exist. But you could imagine he was probably the world's first germaphobe because he discovered germs. germs. Uh and look, uh, the only upside to that entire story though mm. is the fact he didn't die of infection. Didn't die of infection. Not he just scary. went crazy trying to tell the truth to people, and that's that, a good yeah. that's a good lesson to take with you, kids. If you're listening out there, don't ever try to tell the truth to anyone because yeah. you'll be the one that's told that you're crazy for doing it. Big snacks. Yes. Yeah. Just just go along with the lies that everyone else seems to prefer, and you'll easier be that way. Yeah. A lot easier. Yeah. Don't rock the boat. Don't rock the boat. <laughs> <laughs> good lesson good for the story. kids. Yeah. <laughs> I like story. stories about pinatas. Uh, we've been off for uh, the Easter break and, and whatnot over the last couple of weeks. Uh, now, in that time, a uh, couple of things have happened. Right. Now, number one is uh, during the, the Easter period, the, we try and be a bit more social than I like to be. Now, we told a story time about two years ago about Christmas, mm. and my wife decided it's a good idea to go and, you know, say hi to the neighbours and give them cards. Next thing we know, we're fucking, like, taking care of someone's house for a week sure. and, you know... The people are knocking on our doors. It's fucking snow. Good. Got to pay now, it forward, Greeno. Now, we did not learn our lesson. And by we, I mean my wife. In, you know, <laughs> that was, hang on. That was, <laughs> that was a, just a full <laughs> absolving of any responsibility well, whatsoever. Well, Just palmed it all off on her, yeah. didn't you? <laughs> So, uh, I gen- my, you know, my general rule, man, I want to stay inside my cave. I just want to be yeah. left alone. Yeah. Leave me alone. All good. But she's like, oh, we'll get some eggs and we'll drop them off to the neighbours. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll get some eggs. It's fine. So we got the eggs. Yep. Now she dropped them off to the neighbours. Now, thankfully, one neighbour on the other side, they'd gone away on holidays. We just left at the door. That's all good. Neighbour on the uh, on the opposite side of that, she's a very lovely elderly lady. Yep. Doesn't want to engage too much because she's got dementia. Um, okay, so she enough. was just like, oh, thanks, thanks for dropping it off. Nice to see you, blah, 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 how the kids, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Now, what it ended up extending to the house up where they've got a whole bunch of kids. Now, they they brought some eggs down to our kids, so we feel we, we had to, like, repay the favour. Yep. So we, like, dropped some uh, eggs off to them. Now, is, this, is this a thing that I can expect? I, I didn't know yeah, community oh, yeah. egg sharing was a thing. A communi- if someone that gives was you an never egg- a thing. I'm sorry, I need to interrupt the I story. I like stories yeah, about Because when I was a kid, the the I only remember Easter mornings when whatever morning it was, they did the egg hunt. I don't even remember which one it was. Was it Saturday that they would do the uh, Easter egg hunt? Oh, we never did one in the street because, once again, we we, understood, we knew our role. Yeah. Fucking stay in your house. Do not interrupt other people's well, Easter. it was like, it was, you know, the house was my playground to look around for eggs and yeah, stuff and find Exactly. Them. I wasn't inviting anyone else. And hang on, these are my eggs. <laughs> like it's up to me to find them. Go find your own eggs, you know, on your turf, kind of thing. That was so. What now? You got to do fucking community eggs? No, no, or no, something? no, no. It's no, it's not a community egg hunt. What I'm saying is, they bought down some eggs as like an Easter gift for my kids. Uh, so I'm like, oh, well, are we doing got, this now? We? They got our kids some eggs, so we're going to give their kids some eggs, which is fine, and that's all good. I'm like, it's you know, Christmas. Yeah. It's just Christmas card pressure overall. It is. It's very much Christmas card pressure, which is fine. It's all good. Now, what happened is, uh, I said to the wife, I'm like, you know me, I don't want to fucking chat to people. Uh, here, I bought the eggs. If you and the kids want to take them up, go nuts. So they went up. 
They were there an hour. Yeah. So it turns out See? they got a tour of the house. Oh, no. They're chit-chatting. Oh, no. They found out their backstory. And guess I'm what? like. Guess what? Now it's going to be Christmas oh, and fucking yeah. Yeah. So and they come back. They're like, they're very lovely. And they are. They're, they're super lovely. They're doesn't very, matter. Really it's not the point. Yeah. And that is fine. So that's the Friday, Thursday. I think it was the Thursday. Yep. So, uh, and then, so, uh, yeah, no, that was a Saturday. Sorry, Saturday. So then uh, the Monday rolls around because we're out Sunday doing family stuff. Hmm. We get a Monday knock on the door. Yep. It's one of the kids from up the road. Yeah. Oh, can can uh, can the kids come up and play? Okay. And my wife is like, oh, well, I've got to go to work. Oh, palming what, it off. What, no, what, what were you going to do today? I'm like, what well, my plan was to sit around, watch footy, have a couple of beers. But yep. uh, she's I like, guess oh, well, I have kids, to go on a play date now. The kids, the kids want to go up the road and, like, play. And I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. They'll be up there fucking 30 minutes. It'll be fine. They'll get But bored. you don't you don't have um, to be there though, do you? For that? Well, like, because do, I remember gonna... but again, I remember like always being in other people's yards and houses and my parents were never there, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, they, didn't, they weren't hanging around. They just it was oh, like, yeah. all right, go on, off you go, you know, see you later. And uh, be back before the street lights come on was the general. Yeah, rule. see, yeah, different different day and age, I guess. Cause I was like, Well, I'm That's not fucking letting the kids out of my sides. I don't know these people. So yeah, uh, I guess so yeah, if I you don't know them, if if it's a random and like, if there's a random and knock on your door, it's like, can your kids come over? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, also, I if I can't tell you the name, the yeah. name of the parent or the kids they're playing with, no. I'm probably not going to leave the kids there by himself. So, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. So I was like, all right, yeah, I'm going to go to work. So uh, kid, like, just, the kids want to play for a bit. I'm like, all right. So I wander up there. Assuming I had a thirty-minute window, so I rock up and then I meet the Quite meet the, the dad and and I'm like, "Hey, man, how are you doing?" He's like, "Hey, how are you doing?" We introduce, we exchange names because we never met before. Was he was he younger than you or older than you? Same age, okay. same age, so, which was fine. He was trying to clean out his garage. His, his, his oh, wife had tasked him with cleaning out the garage. I hope the you weren't getting roped into that on the no, first meeting. No, 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 not at all, That's, not at yeah. all, not at all. So I'm like, "Oh, hey, man, like I just, the kids want to come up and play. Like, do you mind if I just kind of loiter around, like?" Obviously, while they're playing, because like, I'm not going to just dump my kids off on people I don't know. And I like, drama. So we were chit chatting. Three and a half hours later of me creating small talk with someone I've never met, I had to pull the pin. I'm like, kiddos, like, I'm out, I'm out of small talk. Like, I've got nothing left. There is literally no, and this poor guy, he's in there, he's trying to clean out his garage, but he's like, well, the kids are all playing at the front. We've uh, like the, yeah. his kids have come down to my joint to yeah. then ask. Yeah, ask that's right. Like, have sympathy for that guy because you've actually fucked his day by his being day. there too. Exactly. Fuck 100%. yeah. Hundred yep. uh, percent. So can't we, we just we, have yeah. an arrangement? Like, okay, let's let's have the kids play halfway between our two houses, and we'll both try yeah. to keep an eye on it uh, during the eye. ad breaks of the footy. Okay. Yeah. And Done. and at one point I had to kind of like stop keeping a full eye because I'm like I could do other couple of things. Within the five minutes, I kept my eye off. Hmm. The daughter comes home with fucking a scratch straight across her face. I'm like, <laughs> no, what the fuck happened? Fuck She's like, man. oh, the four-year-old fucking scratched me as I was coming out of the trampoline. I'm like, what? I was gone two minutes, mate. I went to take a piss. What the fuck? <laughs> um, 
See, for people listening, you're probably going to laugh and think this is a great story. For me, as like a, a, a new father, you know, less mm-hmm. than a year, I've been in the fatherhood ranks. This is horrifying to me. It's scary. This is a scary story. I don't like yeah. this story at all. But like other it. people out there are laughing their tits off right now, Greg, yeah. right? listening to this. Uh, Here's what happened. I ran out of small talk to talk with the dad at one point. Yeah. <laughs> now they've got the they've got like they've got a 12, 13 year old son. Yeah. And I found out he liked Formula One. So oh, at one point I had to pivot to the son. You're talking to the I had to pivot to the 12 year old out the front because yeah. I'm like, bro, I've got nothing <laughs> left to talk to the adult yeah. about. And because audience, I've covered audience, everyone. I want you to, audience, I want <laughs> you to consider the fact now yeah. that this guy is now, now you're listening to the story from Greeno's perspective. Now yeah. consider the other guy here. Here's this guy. He's cleaning out his garage because his wife's making him do it. He doesn't want to <laughs> yeah. fucking do it. Now, yeah. Yeah, on his day off, now he's like, oh, look, I've got a couple of hours. I'll get this done before the footage starts. Then this yeah. fucking random asshole from down the road shows up that you've never met before. And it's like, mm-hmm. do you mind if I stand here for a few hours while our kids no, play? No. and talk? No, for 20 minutes was my plan. I know that was your plan, but I'm getting, like, to the end of it. Like, now he's yeah. like, I've been entertaining this prick now for three hours. He's thinking the yeah. same thing you're thinking, right? Mm-hmm. And and then on top of it, at the end of it, Greedo, it, it's just fucking unrelenting, this poor man you need to consider his feelings out there <laughs> yeah holy shit mate no he was happy though as soon as i pivoted the convo he was like i can actually get some fucking work done yeah so, so he he's thinking here's this random asshole from down the road who's been taking three hours of my time and now he's trying to talk to my son no, <laughs> my 12 year old son nothing to talk about okay. so we're talking about f1 see we, uh, the, the the ironic twist is we started the story thinking that the um the other people were potential child abusers, and then you're the one who's up there trying I'm to chat one. up his 12-year-old son. No, <laughs> Say so you so, like Formula One, do you? <laughs> so that's that's Easter Monday. That's, that's Easter Monday, story. okay? Yeah. Uh, we're, oh. we're all good on, on, on Easter Monday. Yeah. It's Tuesday, thankfully, back at work. Back at work. Thankfully, back at work. Knock on the door. Never said that before. Knock on the door. Get the kids come back to play. Sorry. Yeah. Daddy's got to work today. Sorry. <laughs> you're on your own. Go play in the street. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> See you later. See you later. Scratch on your uh, face. Hey, cut your head off out there. Who cares? You know, I've got emails to. I've got mundane emails to answer. I'm sorry. That's it. Busy. Takes priority. Uh, that's, that's story time. That's 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 story. I like stories about pinatas. Well done. Uh, should we take a break? Do you want to take a break or do you just want to keep going? I don't mind. Uh, we've been going almost an hour. All right, so you want to take a little breather. Let's take a little breather and we'll come back and we'll punch out the final hour. Grab yourself a beverage out there, relax, light up a cigarette if you have to. See, See you soon. See you soon. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. There's a place that we can go to watch old things. 
all the warm fuzzy member berries it brings It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessie and old cartoons We hope to see you over there very soon It's our special little spot Tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessie When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessie Enjoy the joy of Pessie Enjoy the joy of Pessie than 3% sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, just while I've got you here, a little bit of inside gloss, a little bit of inside baseball. Uh, I am concerned right now that Greeno may have been told to be quiet by one of the neighbours because I did hear in my cans that you don't hear out there in broadcast land, but I did pick up a little uh, garage door opening and then closing and then something like, ah, oh, she'll be right, mate. So, Greeno, do we have to end the show early because the neighbours are complaining about the chatter, Greeno? So, no, not at all. So, okay. uh, a little story time. Once a bit open in the kimono. Yeah. I like stories so, about pinatas. Uh, my wife works Friday evening, so what generally happens is uh, I still have to keep an ear out for the kids whilst doing the show whilst out in the garage. Right. So the garage door is always like quarter open. Yeah. Uh, now during the ad break, and while we went to the ad break, is I looked on down and I saw some like f- footsteps, footsteps going past the garage, and I'm like I probably need to go inspect that. Because the wife's normally not home at this particular Could point. Could be a cat, normally... cat burglar out there. Greg. Yeah, you just never know. Uh, the kiddos. Could be out there. <laughs> you just never know. Yeah. So I uh, had to go check on on who was out there. Turns out the wife's home early from work. Right. All good, which means... Uh, You've always liked Ted Danson too. You could have... Whoopi Goldberg could have been sneaking around. You could have been Ted Danson Greeno in that moment, couldn't you? Could have. Yeah. Could have. Yeah. Uh, without the blackface, obviously. Yeah. No, um, you'd want to keep that. Nice, Gary! You reckon keep that? Oh, absolutely. Greeno. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you had a black girlfriend, would you or would you not engage in some kind of slave role-playing situation, Greeno? <laughs> Because from what I've been told by <laughs> certain individuals, I've been told. Well, I've been told by the couple of white guys I know who have been down that road that yes, it's it's absolutely a thing, and they quote unquote they love it. Nice. Wait, when you say slave role playing, you're saying I'm the slave or they're the slave? Oh, come on, Greeno. Just, I'm saying, is it is role playing where they take on the domineering role? It's kind of like a reverse thing. Actually, I think it... both ways would work. 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. They're asserting their authority. That's true, actually. Come to think of it, I never thought of it. I just assumed it would be one way. But maybe they're actually saying, no, it's racist. Yeah, that's right. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Damo, could, could we do a quick story time if we can? Please. I like stories As about. I just, I just say I'm happy we're back to some degree of smut on the show. It's been a while, Greeno. Oh, it's, it's good. It's, good. Smut back. it's yeah. nice to have it back. Uh, um, the throughout the course of the week, I talked about the emails a little bit earlier. I want to give a bit of an email dick move. So, hmm. you the wife dick. The wife comes in uh, during one of my my lunch breaks throughout the course of the week. She's like, "Did you get the uh, Did you get the email from our lawyer?" And I'm like, what do you, you mean? You have She's a lawyer? Like, That's incredible. I didn't know you were uh, that well, well off. Who is he on well, speed dial? <laughs> no, well, lawyer enough as in like the person that, you know, wrote our contract for our, like the Cobain and hello, then wrote our wills. Hello, Mr. Goldstein. I just thought I'd touch base. My kids are playing at a randoms house up the road. <laughs> and I just want to make sure I'm covered here from a civil no, rights perspective. Civil liability. The kid scratch. Can I sue? Is it yeah. too late to sue? Yeah. Uh, what, what was How the much money Is do it... you think they have? I mean, this scratch Ooh. goes from my kid's forehead down to a chin, all right? It's pretty severe. Yeah. How much can we milk them for? We'll get some side, new neighbours. <laughs> side note, back to the previous story, yeah. fucking new neighbour friends, loaded. Really? Loaded. Loaded. Uh, loaded. Just because okay. I'd never seen inside their garage before, and I'm like... It's fucking like What's you got just in there a lot of sports memorabilia and shit. Uh, not so much. The, it's a full racing kit for a video game. Like ah, nice simulator, Greeno. A full simulator. I'm like, fuck you yeah. bought that for your kid, and nice he's like, yeah, yeah, he loves the F1. That's why I ended up in the F1 combo because I saw him like, is that like a full racing simulator? He's like, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, very good. Uh, so anyway, get an email from the way. Uh, turns out your wills, if contested in court could be a bit of a problem yep. because we did it during the pandemic and we had to do it over Zoom. <laughs> so we had to sign everything over Zoom. <laughs> These, no, no, no. I'm going to interrupt this story. I like yeah. stories about pinatas. And I'm going to say... It's a good day. There now, we go. I'm going to say that this is clearly, like, did you ever get that feeling when you go to the doctor and you're healthy and they're like, you know what, I just want you to come back in a couple of weeks and have a checkup. Yeah. And I just want to make sure that everything's okay. And you know within yourself, you're okay. You don't need to go back yeah. to that checkup. And it's you get that split second and you you try it, you resist the urge to think it because you want to think that all of these people only care what's best for me and they're doing their best for my well-being and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you do have that niggling sensation in the back of your mind that says, are these people inviting me back purely so I will be here and they will get another fucking payment? <laughs> like in two weeks' time, they're just banking another fucking check greeno so i'd be concerned i'm i'm getting that kind of vibe here i've i've got to be honest with you <laughs> that in itself didn't phase me because you know me how frugal i am yes. uh, no one's no one's signing me off anything more i'm not paying another you fucking you got a good cent. firewall for that don't you yeah it's already <laughs> firewalled up no nah, man i'm not buying okay thanks for coming <laughs> however what uh, when the wife's like oh did you get this email i'm like no no i didn't get it so I'm like, hang on, so let me check. And then I, so I'm like, can you just forward me the email they sent you so I can double check it, make right. sure it was sent to me, make sure, like, because sometimes it's a, like the email address is wrong, they missed a particular letter in my name, and generally that's an issue. So I'm like, they've obviously just sent it and they've just misspelled it. I checked the email. I'm like, no, no, that's all fine. I checked my junk email, nothing there. Turns out, for some reason, 
like you know, enlarge your penis size, get through the firewall. Nice. Uh, you know, do I'm, those I'm even a, exist anymore? I'm amazed. No, they, they really don't. But no. for the purposes of the joke, I wish they did. It. Yeah, because uh, I really need um, one. If you're if you've yeah. got an enlargeyourpenis.com site out yeah. there, give me a flick. Send it to me. Mm. Slide in my DMs, bro. The seven billion fucking phishing emails that I get that yeah. gets through my inbox. Maybe you know, all good. Maybe that'll the, be our new marketing strategy, Greeno. We'll go for the you know the rats and mice kind of deals. We'll we'll get the enlargeyourpenissize.com and we'll we'll yeah. give them say they can pay us thirty cents for thirty seconds of advertising on the show. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and we'll just we'll just do it for forty five minutes out of the hour yeah. and a half, and that's how we'll make how much money will we make? You're an accountant. You figure it out. It'll cover the, the case. <laughs> It'll cover a case of Mountain Dew anyway. Put it that way. It might. It'd be more than what we're currently getting because we split a case now at the yeah. moment. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's and then we shared. have to split that with BE and the Unity Day report. Oh, and, you know, yeah. I mean, and just getting split. If you know Stefan's poll, barely, like barely a can left by the time we've divvied it out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, global warming as well, Damo. Climate change, change Greeno. COVID. fucking love the shop. COVID, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can't share the bottle. Fucking no. it's got to be in individual syringes. Oh, We're going to no. do it like through through a mask. It's, it's all over the shop. What was I talking about? Oh, anyway, yeah, I get all the dick uh, dick emails, but nothing nothing about my will. Uh, yeah. It turns out it arrived five days after uh, from when it was sent. Managed to finally get through, but in that time, twenty four spam emails. Nice, Gary. Test. So, dick move the email provider. Uh, you dick. All that. Uh, I know we're going to talk racist coffee next day, mate, but I just want to put something out here for you. I saw this ad the other day, and it, it got me thinking about logic of food okay and i'm gonna i want to give you a hypothetical scenario okay yes, and you tell me what like you hypotheticals. Think, okay yeah, okay now if i said to you hey hey damo here's 100 slices of pepperoni and i want you to consume that hmm. in one sitting what would your initial thought be 100 slices of pepperoni uh i could do it i think Mm-hmm. Um, but we, I really do experience? need to nail down. Are we talking like the classic kind of roughly 50 cent coin size pepperoni yeah, yeah, slice? Yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. Like okay. you're talking, I'm talking a 20 cent piece yep. of pepperoni, but you're good at, you've got to in one sitting consume one sitting. 100 slices of pepperoni. Yeah, I would think I could do it. And I'd ask for some cheese and crackers as well, just on the you'd side to mix it up. It. But my next question would be how long do I have to do it? Uh, you've got. 15 minutes. No, that's probably too quick. Too I, quick, right? I could do it over okay. a couple of, like a movie. If I was watching a movie, you know, when you just snack during a movie, I could absolutely okay. destroy 100 slices yeah. of pepperoni, no problem whatsoever. Over that course. But in yeah. the course of like a 15, 20 minute, like dinner time, like mm. I'm going to give you a regular dinner time yeah. and when you eat 100 slices of pepperoni, you're gonna, it's, it's a no, that's right? A it's a hard no. Yeah. It's going to be a battle because that seems like too much pepperoni. I would to feel like I'd have a better chance if I got the pepperoni pre-sliced. So give me a hundred slices worth in a roll, like in a big stick. And you reckon I fi- a stick? Yeah, yeah, I reckon I, that would be easier because if you look at a hundred slices, it looks like a big pile of chips on the, on the table. It looks like more, but yeah. if it's in one stick and you can hold it in one hand, you'll be like, yeah, I can gnaw my way through Just this. Away. Okay. Give me fifteen minutes, I'll have a crack. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because here's the scenario, right? So I saw this ad for Pizza Hut, and they they're doing this thing with like pepperoni pizza, 
Mm. Now, a hundred slices. My favorite kind of pizza, by the way. That's my favorite type of pizza, too. Yeah. And I thought about it. I'm like, that's amazing. I'm going to fucking order that pizza. I'm going to fucking smash the whole pizza down. Fuck yeah. Then I got me thinking about the logic of it because I would smash down that pizza in a dinner sitting in 15 minutes. And I'm like, whoa, yes. whoa, whoa. I'm about to, I w- I'm about to consume a hundred slices of pepperoni. Yep. Not just that, but I'm also going to consume cheese. dough and cheese and grease and oil and all the fucking shit that's You're come so out right. of So many times I have smashed a whole large pizza in fifteen minutes. It's in not. E- minutes, I can't even count the amount of times I've done. I've done it a thousand times. Yeah. But I'm like, hang on. If I if I differentiate this kind of uh, algorithm and go. You're going to eat 100 slices of pepperoni. I'm like, I can't do that. That's fucking too much pepperoni. That's so true. <laughs> you found a little psychological dead end, Greedo. In our psyche, you found a little brick wall that we can't get through. We would never sit down and eat. We would never sit down and eat 100 slices of pepperoni. But if we put 100 slices of pepperoni on a pizza, we'd be like, I'll smash that in five fucking minutes. Watch me. Two liters of Pepsi. Fantastic. I'm going to give you another nice Gary for that. That's that's a hell of an observation, man. Well done. Well fucking done. There you go. Um, Let's move from 100 pieces of pepperoni on a pizza to uh, racist coffee, Damon. Well, I'd love to put the thing up for racist coffee, but we have been over this. Um, When you send me the link when it's part of a messages group, I can't, I can't. Ah, It just, it just random. It doesn't go to the thing. It goes to like a random part of the messages and it's not the actual one that I need. So ah, there like, we go. and I can't, f- I can never find it. So, but it t- describe the uh, content that I would otherwise put up on the screen. Ah, uh, that's a very fucking good point because I'm like, well, well, I don't we'll know skip, where the we'll racist coffee to, was. Should we skip to Dylan Mulvaney then? Is that her name? Or yeah, why not? Let's skip to that. Okay. So we'll skip the we'll skip the racist coffee. Oh, this was something you sent to me. I think did I send this? No, no, no. I think, no, this is one of yours, the um, woke beer. This is one of your ones. No, no, no. I was talking about the racist coffee was one of your ones. But anyway, oh, we'll right. get to the woke beer. Oh, we beer can skip we'll my back. one. Yeah, that's fine. We skip, yeah. it. skip everything in mine. It's fine. I was, uh, it was something about the fact that uh, coffee has, has origins that come from. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. There was an article. It was fantastic. Yeah. There was an article. And it says that uh, drinking coffee is the perpetuation of white supremacy because coffee. That's right. Coffee was an exploited product, um, you know. By it was exploited by the white man and shipped overseas. And if you drink it, you're perpetuating white supremacy, which That's I just thought was just so. Del- I, you know me, I love these fucking ironic things in life. I just look back on and smile. And I remember, you know, a few years ago, <laughs> Starbucks spending fifty million dollars or whatever it was to retrain their staff to be more culturally aware and you know loving. I love blackpeople.com kind of situation. <laughs> Not that anybody of them, not that any of them didn't like black people to begin with, but they were forced to go through this entrainment anyway, regardless yeah. of their stance on black people, regardless of whether or not they do slave role playing in sexual situations, regardless of any reasons, of that. That's stuff. fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's reversed. It's fine. Yeah. So here we are, like, you know, kind of five, six years later, and now all coffee is racist. And yeah. one of the biggest anti racism activists happens to be a fucking coffee company. So. No! I, I just love the thought of people reading that for the first time, agreeing with it, and then note, realizing later that morning that they were about to go into the Starbucks that they've been going to every morning for the last ten years. Exactly. <laughs> Did they Enjoy. have a guilty conscience moment?
did they think, oh my God, I own a plantation by buying this mocha latte yeah. with sprinkles? <laughs> did they have an cr- existential crisis right there and then in the fucking drive through because they're too lazy to get out and order their own coffee on their two feet? Yeah. Did they have that moment? <laughs> That's those are the things that make me smile every day, Greeno. Those yeah, cancel everything. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, I've been getting into uh, in the break, mate. Mm. Is uh, some I was watching some. I've been in watching the seasons here on the show. Oh, yeah. seasons. My apologies. <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah. week and a half we were back, and then we fucking took two weeks yeah. off. Well, week. that was that was uh, season thirty-four or something. Season four hundred, something like that. Four hundred. Yeah. Um, I was being Um, a little more conservative, but all right. Season 400 of the It's close to 400 if we're taking any week off as a a start of a new season. means we're doing, Um, what, roughly 80 a a year, 80 seasons a year. year. That's that's more than the episodes we do. (laughs) So what, we're breaking seasons into So in one episode, you'll hear three seasons of the show, will you? <laughs> in the outbreak, this is season two of the current season. Oh, episode two <laughs> no, of the current season. Episode two of the current season. Yeah. Um, oh. Now, uh, we watched a lot of cooking shows uh, during during the break. Nice. And uh, I like was watching uh, someone make something uh, called an affogato, which I'd never seen before, an which affogato. is kind of like, it's like uh, uh, an espresso but on uh, ice cream. I also love that you've watched so many cooking shows that you refer to it as I've saw someone cook something. That's fucking good <laughs> no, stuff. Right? I, don't like, I don't like promoting particular shows. Okay. So, no, promote. Who, who made this thing? Oh, it's, uh, it's this chick who I find strangely entertaining, even though she's so nerdy. It's called Mary, uh, Mary Berg. Uh, Mary makes it easy. So she does like right, simple recipes, but she's such a goofy fucking nerdy chick. But she does it in such a lovable way. I can't help but find her funny. Okay. Um, oh, right. Kind of chick I reckon Pessy would be into. Holy shit, there's a lot of videos for her. Oh, my God, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we're talking bold frame glasses here. There's bold frame glasses. There is definitely uh, bold frame glasses. Well, here's Mary. Let's have a look. New kitchen. Just bought my first house. Come on in. She's everything no, 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 no. I already, I already know already what this God, is. No, no, no. I already know what this is. I like stories about pinatas. And it's a story, and it's a story that I know all too well. I know why Greeno watches this chick. It's because she's a redhead. Okay. No, <laughs> and Greeno has always had a thing for the kooky redheads. So here Even she is. Slip, you might have been part. You might have got into my story in there. Yeah. She's a kooky, happy go lucky redhead. She's a kooky, happy go lucky redhead. Yeah. <laughs> With bold frame glasses. Make sure it is heat proof. You live with someone like Oh my god, she's got Dame Edna level glasses as well. And the eyelashes too, by the way. Hi mom. Does she actually cook in any of these? What's going on? She's just holding up products, Greeno. It's it's a it's go to kitchen tools. In another era, she would have been working on the Price Is Right, Greeno. No, she'd be on Fortune. She would have been on Bert's GMA. GMA. She would have been the Moira of this generation. Fucking Moira. No, what a reference. So anyway, she was making an affogato. Now I was only half paying attention to the episode, so all I right. saw was ice cream and coffee. Okay. All right. So I'm like, well, I've got a fucking coffee machine. I'm gonna fucking whip this bad boy up. So I did it. Now, unfortunately, the only ice cream I have in my house, because I've got young children, 
is is like a rainbow ice cream. Right. So I'm like, well, surely it's all fucking fine. Mm. So uh, we whipped up, we made a fresh espresso, uh, put it on a bit of ice cream, rainbow ice cream, you know, in inverted commas, uh, had a sip, still tasted pretty good. And I'm like, this is all right. So that's now become my like afternoon coffee to mix it up. Right. Instead of having like a regular cappuccino, I have scoop of ice cream because I got normal ice cream, fucking an express, a double espresso on top of it, and that's my thing. Now, it mm-hmm. turns out I was, I've been doing it wrong the entire time because I assumed it was a coffee, right? Mm-hmm. Turns out it's actually meant to be a dessert. You're meant to eat the ice cream and the coffee is the round around it yeah, and just like, meant to absorb in. Okay, but you let it melt and have it as a drink. Well, I, t- I turned it into a coffee. <laughs> nice, Gary! <laughs> I said coffee and then ice cream instead of milk. Can we pour it's some Baileys delicious. in it too while we're at it? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, it says to add a liqueur, but oh, obviously yeah. I didn't see that bit either. Oh. Um, well, then it's, defini- it's definitely a coffee if you add liqueur, if you ask me. I'll be pumping those bad boys down 7.30 a.m. No, Fucking delicious, mate. It was fucking delicious. I've been smashing those down all week because when uh, the wife said to me, hey, uh, you realize this is meant to be a dessert, right? I'm like, what do you mean? Uh, I looked up the recipe and I'm like, oh, I meant to eat the ice cream. She's like, yeah, you dickhead. Like, did you not watch the episode? I'm like, "Uh, half. I was half watching. Um, When I was... when I, was a, nice. when I was a kid and I was left at home alone, Greeno, like, and when I say kid, I'm talking like 11, 12, 13, you know, mm-hmm. your parents would go off to the shops or whatever, half an hour, right? Be good. Yeah, I'm just watching TV in my pajamas. I'll be good. Mm-hmm. What I used to do back right in to the, the liquor cabinet. That's right. <laughs> well, no, what I, not the liquor cabinet necessarily, but the thing that I would do at breakfast time if I was in one of those situations when I was getting myself breakfast, I wouldn't just eat like cornflakes with milk. I would put cornflakes and then like a scoop of vanilla ice cream and then sprinkle Milo over the whole thing and then yeah. add the fucking milk. And that was my fucking nice, breakfast. Yeah, yeah, that's bricky. Yeah, fuck yeah. You know, ice cream and Milo to go with your cornflakes every day. By the way, Dr. Kellogg Greeno, go back and listen to the story at the start of the show if you missed when, it. When you were telling that story, I thought you were going to reference the fact that uh, – I can't remember if it was your mum or, or, or Nana hmm. who used to give us coffee lollies. Yeah, uh, Capico or Topico. Topico, whatever they something. may have been. Yeah, these little we things in like a black and red wrapper. Yeah, black and red. I fucking remember the wrapper. Yeah. Uh, we must have been eight or nine sucking down these coffee lollies that's and right. not realising what they were. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's where you were going with that story. Yeah, because Greeno will tell you, like, I was raised by people who are kind of like 20 years older than everyone else, you know, like uh, everyone else's parents. So they... They did have like kind of old fashioned things. Here's here's the um here's the product. That's right the ones. We've ate eight thousand of those things as a kid. Copico. Yeah. Copico. That's what was around the house. So we'd be like, Oh, can we have uh can we have a lolly or anything, uh, Mrs. Yeah. Damo? Yeah. And she'd be like, Oh yeah, here you go. And we'd smash down some Copicico. Yeah. Isn't that fucking hilarious? That's um yeah, coffee. Look, it's it's even got on the pag. Strong and rich coffee candy, by the way. And then they'd wonder then they'd wonder why as like nine year olds we could easily be up till six AM playing we video games. Literally watching tennis. Yeah, watching, watching tennis. The US, yeah. Watching the US open at five AM, like go to bed and like you've things, just given us seven hundred coffee lollies. What things that do? things that people normally watch to fall asleep, tennis and golf and all those kinds of sports, we sleeping sports, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> They're good sleeping sports. NASCAR is a sleeping sport. You can put NASCAR on and just doze in and out and like be like, yeah, 50 laps to go. She'll be right, you know. Same with golf and tennis, and we'd be up till 6 a.m. watching it because we were sucking down these little coffee <laughs> coffee suckers. Coffee lollies. Uh, that's good. Uh, good story, by the way. I like stories about pinatas. Oh, uh, we have to. Oh, wait, we're back to the woke beer, weren't we? Yes, woke beer. Um, woke beer. Uh, look, I've I've somewhat been following this. Um, yeah, you can explain it to me because I've I've only caught the back end. The, the, like my summation, because once again, you know, I don't like to deep dive into controversies. What I'm getting the assumption is. The the band the brand that owns Budweiser, uh, Ad High is it Ad Heiser, Bush something similar to that, mm-hmm. uh, has put out uh, a, oh no they're realizing that uh, the younger folk are not buying Budweiser so they've tried to uh, rebrand it yes. into a more kind of like woke um, it's a tolerant beer now is it tolerant beer gender neutral <laughs> beer um, <laughs> You and see, Lisa, most of our customers have been well dying, and we need <laughs> young smokers to take their place. Spot on. Yeah. <laughs> so Bush, Bush Light, Bud Light is basically the Laramies of the real world. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. Um, so this lady is, is trying to explain the, the whole rebranding aspect yep. of the beer. Okay, so Chrissy Mayer, who's a comedian, tweeted this, and this is Dylan Mulvaney, who is a trans individual greeno who's been named as, I think, some kind of spokesman for the company. No, I thought this, no, this is like the, uh, she's in charge of advertising, I think, this lady. Oh, she, is she? Okay. Yeah, we'll find out. I'm a businesswoman. I had a really clear job to do when I took over Bud Light, and it was Ah, right, okay, yep. So this is the person whose idea it was to hire... Yeah. Okay, let's have a look. To, to, to rebrand uh, Bud Light in this particular way. Okay, let's have a look. This will be good. Oh, I'm a businesswoman. I had a... Now, Bud Light, correct me if I'm wrong before we get to the explanation, Greener. Now, I could mm-hmm. be way off here. Is Bud Light uh, in some way, shape or form associated, would you say, with the average NASCAR fan? No, I think... If you're rocking up to, to uh, what do they refer to, a tailgate party? Tailgates, um, yeah. You rock up to the NASCAR. They, people, you know, cook, people will get to the NASCAR events 10 hours wanna, earlier and set up a smoker on the back of their truck and, and put ribs in it, Greeno. They'll have a case of Bud Light. Uh, they'll have a case of Coors. They'll yeah. have whatever it may be. Now, we need to get our boy, uh, Stephen Babb, you need to get in touch with us and let us know. Let like, us know are the we, politics Are we missing this. something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the politics of the beer because we beer. know in Australia – you know, there's tiers and, you know, certain uh, demographics that will buy certain beers. So our cheapest piss beer is VB. And, it's not even you know, cheap anymore, really. It's not even that cheap anymore, but that's the one, if you go to the pub, that's the cheapest one Basically, on tap. yeah. That's the one that, you know, if you only got a few bucks, you buy a jug of that and you're, and you're all good. Then yeah. you go up. Then you've got your different brands of beer. Well, I put, go, so. I put Tui's new on the same level as VB. The same as VB. Yeah. Spot on. Uh, so you're either you a VB up. person when you're a poor when you're a poor cunt like me and Greeno were growing up. You're mm. either a VB person or a Tui's new person, and we, we were, were Tui's both Tui's new. new people. Yeah, but VB is definitely bigger than Tui's new. Like 
Oh, 100%, yeah, because it's, it's more of a Victorian beer. Yeah. And then as you go up, you've got different tiers of beer. So for, for me, I'm a bit of a, a beer snob in a way. So the beer I buy, Squires, yeah. is more of the upper echelon of beers. Yeah, and these days I don't even have a go-to. I just I decide which beer I get when I walk into the cool room and I'm like, I look around and go, yeah, I'll grab that today. You know, Try like, that one today. I never have a plan when I go in anymore. But you're not going beers. in and going, I'll get the VB today. That's my point. No, no, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. I, I've, I don't, I don't think I. This will be legit. I don't think that I've ever actually bought a VB unless I was buying one for someone else. Yeah, me too. So and but I've had VB bought for me, like you know, oh here's a case, and I'm like, oh that's mm. great. What am I going to use that for? Fucking. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, beer, yeah. yeah, what am I going to do with this shit? Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to give it. I'll put it in the fridge and give it to people when they come over. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. You know when you say, "Hey, we'll come over, have a couple of beers," and yeah. then the VB comes out, and yeah. you aren't drinking this? No, no, no. Oh, no I think I'll stick with the wine today. Yeah, yeah, to be all right. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to have some good beer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the shit. Yeah. Uh, let's see what this lady's got to say. All right. Really clear job to do when yeah. I took over Bud Light and it was, what was it? this brand is in decline. Okay. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. Can I just say, if this is true, mm -hmm. I find it remarkable that she would just openly admit that in an interview and like, am I way off? But I would t seem to think that corporate strategy Probably the people who hired her would probably not approve of her revealing that if it's true. If I'm it's true, I agree with you. I think I'm, I'm making the assumption that there's probably been some backlash backlash to this particular campaign, and she's trying to justify why they've gone this angle. But by the time you justify it, then it's not justifiable. Like the fact that if you have to justify a marketing campaign, then it's already failed. You you can't save it at that point. It, yeah, the fact I that think, you're justifying it makes it unjustifiable, right? Because a good, an, a good out, marketing campaign means yeah. you don't have to fucking justify oh, it. I, I agree. <laughs> I think in a, in a roundabout way, what she's saying is old people are homophobes, young right. people love everyone. Oh, so yeah, that's true. I never picked up yeah. on that kind of, yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah. yeah. Young people are so much nicer than the rest of you. Than old the rest of you. and yeah. racists. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's the point she's trying to make here. Or as I put the, or as I coined them earlier, Greeno, average NASCAR fans. NASCAR fans, I love some racism. It was, this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. I Now, see, I can't be too critical of Bud Light here. I'll, I'll, you know, I like stories one. about pinatas. Because it has genuinely been my opinion now for a few years that I, I've, I've said this many times on my own podcast, Greeno, that at this point, the online reaction to things like this is also as predictable as the opposite politically, right? So you think that you're trolling other people when you say uh, provocative things politically and then the other side go, oh, fuck you, you're a fucking prick, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> now, that has become, in my opinion, a marketable commodity. So <laughs> even though the, the company probably knew that it would stir up some kind of hornet's nest, but it would create... Yeah. It would create conversation. It would create clicks. And really, when you they care more about volume. So if yeah. they can net like 10 times more un online audience than they otherwise would have without doing this campaign, they'll take happily 
50% of those people online are going to hate us. That's fine. But we're actually trying to get the 10 to 15% to like us because the people who are already like not online, we don't care what they think. You know what I mean? They would have done that kind of maths. They know that if they go down a particular route, it's going to create an equal and opposite reaction, which they can then profit off. And they go, well, everyone's a racist yeah. at a bigger, and it creates more headlines and it just keeps it their company in it's, the press well, constantly. What they've done is, yeah, it's free advertising. And that's, yeah. that's a fair thing. That's why all these companies create these strategies because we're talking, we talk, we've joked about this every time we fucking bring these stories up. Yeah. We're talking about on our show. We don't give a fuck about Bud Light, but no. suddenly we just give them, we've got seven listeners, so who cares? Like. But, yeah. We're talking about it, and we, we've just given Bud Light free advertising. Exactly. Now, to, to counteract that, Bud Light tastes like cat piss. So <laughs> I've never, I don't, don't think just, I've ever had it. I really like the red label Budweiser. No, red label's amazing yeah, because it's so not nice. fucking light yeah. beer. Yeah. So I, I had Bud Light when I went to the US because they don't they didn't sell in LA. The hotel I stayed at didn't sell proper fucking beer. They sell Bud Light. That's weird to me. I, I would have thought weird. I would have thought that the see in this country, right? If there was a Budweiser equivalent. In this country, the red label would be the famous one. It would be huge. Mm. And Bud Light would be the one that the homosexuals ask for at the garden parties, Greeno, in that's, the eastern that's suburbs. That's selling in LA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's the other way around there. Like, the Bud Light is the famous one, and everyone's like, ooh, you drink red label? That's gross, you know? Like, yeah. Is, that the, is little, red label yeah. the hillbilly beer? or It's the hillbilly beer because it's is full it? strength beer. Yeah. Ah, right. I, I didn't – is Bud Light full strength? I thought it was full strength, but it was like low no, carbs or something. No, we have this conversation a thousand times have before. Oh. Bud Light is a light beer. And we're like, why is oh. this? Because Americans seem to love light beer. And it confuses me. Because uh, in Australia, we're just trying to get fucked up as quickly as possible. Yeah. So anyone who drinks, anyone yeah. who drinks light, like if you bring a six pack of light beer to a party yeah. and you put it in the in the communal esky yes. at the, and you take one at the start of the night, at the end of the night, there will be five light beers left yeah. because no one is drinking it. And it's like, oh, it's for the drivers. Well, the drivers are not going to fucking drink light beer. They're either not again, drinking yeah. or they're going to get fucked up and drink drive or they're going to have one beer and then go home like, yeah. and then just be fine. And and to reference my earlier point, you know, when Greeno and I grew up, if you took light beer to a party, to a barbecue, you would be accused. I'm sorry, this is the way it was. You would be accused of being a homosexual. Homosexual. Yeah. Oh, scary. That's, that's the way it went. What did you that's bring it. light beer for? Are you gay? That was the next question. Here's, Are you gay? Here's the question of it. You could bring, and here's, a, here's, like, here's a legitimate story. Yeah. You could story bring a I like stories beer. about pinatas. If you, as a guy, bought a bottle of Passion Pop oh, to Passion a party. Passion Pop was a big or, social faux no, no, no. for or, a man. No, no, no. Or. Uh, a case, a six pack of light beer. Yep. You were more likely to be called a homosexual yes. for bringing the light beer yep. than the passion pop. That's true. And remember, yep. like when we started getting to 16, 17, 18, Do you remember that like peach schnapps and shit started creeping into the male choices of drink? Yeah. Now I was always like a bourbon guy or a whiskey guy or a vodka mm-hmm. guy. You know, tequila was one. You know, we would kind of yep. hit the harder stuff when we were 15, 16, 17, 18. But then it started. Started creeping in. Oh no, man! Schnapps is so nice. You know this coffee, like chocolate schnapps. You can drink it, and it's fucking. Page, yeah. It's a mandarin. Yeah. What, what? And when Green yeah. I, Green and I grew up in the mean streets of Western Sydney, you would also be accused of being homosexual if you brought if some you kind of coffee liqueur yeah. to a party. Don't fucking bring that shit no. to a party. Where's the fucking whiskey, mate? What are you doing? We, uh, we, uh, Cougar bourbon 
was our go-to because yeah. it was cheap as shit. I always loved uh, when I was young. Jamison was really cheap, so Jamison was cheap. Jamo yeah. was one of my go-tos, but then it became so popular, and they actually upped the price. They should be mm. lowering it because it's more popular, but they yeah. actually upped yeah. the price. And now I don't buy the shit anymore. You know, <laughs> we, used to, we used to have a dude who every party we went to in year twelve. Because uh, most people would just drink beer because that's like it was the cheapest thing to bring to yep. a party when you're 17, 18 because yeah. you, you're all working part-time jobs. You didn't have much cash. I used to bring so a what? four. My go-to for beer-wise was a four-pack of the the 500ml Guinness cans, Greeno, when I was oh, there 16, Because they were solid. Oh, yeah, big. solid. That like two liters of beer when you're 16 will do you, you know, like uh, and Guinness sits so heavy, so you naturally drink it a you're little bit. You're not drinking slower. much. Yeah. yeah. Still fucked up though. Yeah. And a four pack, you can just carry it in in one hand. It's not complicated. You don't need an esky or anything. You can just sit them next to you on a cold Sydney winter's night, you know, and just, you, you'll just hammer those for the next two or three hours. Everyone's right. winner. You can drink, yeah. you can drink Guinness at room temperature. It doesn't really make any difference. It doesn't make it any better or worse, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Our goes to was uh you used to be able to get these two his new throwdowns yeah. for a case you could get it for 40 bucks oh, right nice, so Gary. you could get you get two blokes to ship in 20 yeah and then you'd send whoever was 18 to go buy it and and because they were so small mm. you were drinking them in a reasonable enough pace and you know you're, you're talking about a dozen throwdowns yep. you, you were pretty fucked up at, at the end of the night now the the story time is there was this one dude and every party he went to he used to rock up at the start of a party with a bottle of JB, right? Jim Beam. Yep. And you never saw him take a sip of it. Really? But at the end of the night, the bottle would be empty and this bloke would be fucked up in the corner. And it happened no, every party. And you're like, you never, you never actually, it's like watching a sundial. You don't actually yeah. watch the shadow move, but it moves right in front but of you. But you never eyes. saw him mix it. Yeah. You never saw him, but you just saw that bottle slowly deplete throughout the night, but yeah. you never saw a drink in his hand other than the full bottle. And you're like, hey, has anyone seen this guy had a drink yet? No, no, no. Always fucked up by the end of the night, always an empty bottle of Jim Beam. <laughs> and then the next party, you watch him. So by the, by the time we got to the last party of year 12, hmm. that became the game. Hey, watch, watch this guy. And just just watch the bottle because I've never seen him take a sip, but it's always fucking empty at the end, and he's always fucked up by night's end. Okay. We've got to see him drink something, so it became a, a running kind of uh, a game of check we got to see this. Yeah, yeah, we got to check on him. Didn't did any, see him did anyone ever actually see him drink? Ah, uh, we did. Yes, there's there's a photo from my year twelve uh, after party. There's, from photo, the, there's photographic evidence, ladies there's and gentlemen. Photographic evidence of me and this bloke yeah. drinking the drink together. He's scullin' uh, because we're making that joke like, bro, I've fucking been to twelve parties with you this year. I've never seen you have a drink, but you're always fucked up by nine cents. Yeah. So yeah, see, that guy had the right idea. You know what? Like he he. He was attacking the, um, you know, the teenage parties with the right attitude, I think. No, no, no. I'm just going to take this bottle. I don't need any mixer or anything. I'm not going to no. take beers. I don't have to keep it cold. Um, most yeah, I always I seem to remember yeah. parties Smart. most of the time being in cold weather. Not I don't remember hot parties, really. I remember cold <laughs> parties, yeah. like sitting around fires and stuff, you know. So, yeah, that's the perfect drink for that. And you just put it between your legs and you just swig out of it until you're done. You know, that's it. You don't have to share. Yeah, you don't have to get go to the fridge. You don't have to do, take mix anything. Yeah. yeah. You don't need a cup. You don't need a Pepsi. You don't need a Coke. You don't need anything. Just just get yeah. used to sucking on the whiskey. And he'd be it, no, fucked he'd be, up he'd be, by the he'd end be of it. it. Yeah. He had a shot glass. It I, I, I turns out the actual story was he always had a shot glass wow. that no one ever saw. Yeah. 
So he'd be sitting there chit-chatting, acting all social. Shoot a whole and bottle just... over the course of a night. That's and a... over the course of the night, he'd just like, oh, That's time a for a shot. Bit of a soldier, had... wasn't he, back in the for 16 or 17? That's pretty uh, hardcore. Yeah, 17. Yeah, 17 year old. And, and Shoot then, a I whole think bottle. He was, Fuck. I think he was sharing it. Like, so he'd be like, hey, man, want to have a shot? So he'd have a shot with someone, have a shot, and that's how kind of he'd get through the bottle. That's, I don't. I, I couldn't myself. even. I couldn't even do that in my glory days. I couldn't do that. I'm. I can. I can down like a couple of bottles worth with mixer, no problem. Mm. Like in a five six hour period, and I'll walk out of the place. I've done that before, but I couldn't. No. I couldn't sit there and shoot it straight, and no, I, I reckon well, I'd throw up halfway through. It's over the course of like. Are you talking over the course of like an eight hour party? Yeah, still, I don't think I could do it. I'd have to mix uh, it up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, hundred percent. I agree. I don't know how he did it, but yeah, it was. Uh, it always makes sure nice it's funny. Yeah. Retrospective, uh, nice Gary. We done it. We done with the beer one. You reckon? Um. Yeah. She got it. She. We. We've well, only played like thirteen play. seconds. Play yeah. Now let, let's play the rest of it while I grab a beer. All right. Let's see if there's anything. Yeah. Actually, I'll grab a beer too. So why not? Yeah. Let's just oh, go I'm to a play. Woman. I had a really clear job to do when yeah. I took over Bud Light, and it was this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time, and if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand there will be no future for bud light so okay, i had this no super future clear it's like mm-hmm. we need to evolve and elevate this incredibly we need to oh we need to evolve and elevate greener now see i could be wrong but to me that doesn't sound like sell more beer you know what i mean so he's he's still getting them i should have known nice gary oh the joys of life podcasting what I miss? No, so I started talking to you, and then I heard the fridge still opening and closing. I was like, "Oh, he's not even here. He didn't hear." Well, you know, here's the story. So I grabbed a beer, I dropped the beer, yeah. and because the beer is in the can, I'm like, oh, "I'm not going to open that one." No, I'd go back to the fridge to get it a new back one. In the door. Did you put it back in the door, like on its own? Yeah, no, it's quarantine. Yeah, quarantine. That's what you do with a dropped beer, eh? Like yeah. you don't throw it out. You don't be like, "Oh, this is wasted." You set it aside in the door, and you think to yourself. This is a smart play because it will settle. It's going to yeah. settle. I'll drink it last. But what you don't realize in that moment is you open and close the door 50 times a day, so you're actually <laughs> shaking it up far more. No, 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 just put it into a paint, sh- paint shaker, really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she hasn't said anything good. I've, I've been still been listening. Well, there's the a little bit. And if we do not attract this bit here. young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud no Light. Future. So I have Wait. this super clear mandate. It's like we Listen. need to evolve and elevate. I had this super clear mandate, Greeno. We need to evolve and elevate. <laughs> now, that doesn't sound super clear to me. What would sound super clear to me is we need to sell more beer. That, we that's, need more beer, yeah. We need How to we sell, sell more, more beer. beer to the kidneys? Yeah. How do we do it? Now, evolve and elevate does not sound like a super clear mandate. You know what does sound like a super clear mandate, Greeno? Sell we need beer. to sell more beer. <laughs> okay. nice, so that's what we're judging. We need to get the kiddies on. pissed yeah. more. That's what we're trying to achieve. Here. That's what the board of directors, that's what the shareholders are going to judge you on is did you yeah. or did you not sell we, more beer? We only got $412 <laughs> per share yeah. dividend last year. <laughs> yes. We 
I've got I've got a boat I've and got I've a, got got a jag <laughs> and I've got <laughs> I've got an uh, Aston Martin. House. I've got a holiday house that isn't gonna fucking pay from itself. I've got a timeshare in the Hamptons, Greedo. <laughs> a touch of the Hamptons. I middle management we, trench material. I need, I need that up to nine hundred and fifty dollars per share. Get the fucking work, lady. I invested uh, in I invested in Bud Light because I went to a NASCAR race once and had what? ribs on, on the back of someone's <laughs> Ford truck. <laughs> Ford F two fifty. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right. This incredibly iconic brand. And my, what I brought to that. My, what I brought to that. Was a belief in. So to say, it's not about you though, is it? It's about the product, right? Mm. It's not Just really about you. Yeah. Make the drink good and people will buy it. That's generally Build how it works. They will come. Yeah. 100%. Okay, is, I, drink, we- I drink the beer I drink because it tastes very fucking good. Mm. And it, and the sugars in it never give me a hangover. Uh, I can drink 50 of these bricks and I'll wake up the next day drunk, yep. but still no hangover. Yeah, that's true. I drink another beer with shitty sugar. Suddenly, I'm like, oh, mate, I'm a zombie. When we were drinking those stupid fucking pineapple beers at the baseball. Yeah. Bin wine, Greeno. <laughs> Bin wine. For example. Like, I'm no good. So I'm willing to pay extra and buy this solely for the simple fact. I know I'll wake up pretty it's fucking nicer, fresh. It's cleaner. It's fresher. It's yeah, it's better. clean. I'm feeling good. Just make your beer better. People will fucking buy it. Yeah. Anyway, so you, also, was- you also won't be accused of being a homosexual at a barbecue as well. Well, that that's it. That 100%. What does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means a lot of it means a lot of management words. Who goes in and it's like, okay, I'm gonna fucking pick a beer. Uh, which, which one, one is shifting feel- the which, which one, one is shifting the tone of the public conversation? Which beer feels more inclusive to me? Fuck off. Like this is nothing other than getting clicks and free promotion, I guess. Yeah. Well done, but she's done a job. Well done. Well, she has, yeah. And again, the outrage is the outrage is the farmable commodity in this in yeah. this um, economy here. Of, I'm like, not even outraged. I just find it kind of insulting that they think people buy beer because it's fucking inclusive. That's all. Yeah. But it, you know, for for a few days, everyone around the world has heard the name Bud Light. You know. Bud Light, exactly. It doesn't make you want to buy it, though. No. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appealing. Lighter and brighter. So what, it was dark and disturbing before, was it, maybe, perhaps? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know what our seven-listener demographic is like. Let's, let's say, if I, out of interest, if any of our seven listeners are from, say, the LBTGQ community, let me know. Like, get in touch with us and let us know if this makes you want to buy this beer more because you feel like it it kind of fits in more with your community. Every gay man or lesbian woman that I've ever met, and I've met my fair share, um, they would laugh at this and go, this is ridiculous. 100% they would. <laughs> 100% they, would. <laughs> they would. They would say, this is nuts. This is crazy. Yeah. You know, don't be so retarded. <laughs> they would say, "No, none of us drink beer in the first place. Why are they? Why are they going down this road?" <laughs> you know, you know who who is getting on board with this campaign? Who? Bold frame glasses. Bold frame glasses. Yeah. What's her name again? Your girl, <laughs> Mary, Mary. Mary's yeah. all over this. Mary's a fan of the uh, the inclusivity. Okay, Mary loves the it. people that they're actually trying to include. Don't give a fuck about it. They're not, they're still not dr- no. drinking the Bud Light. 
And why if they is, were doing the battle before, it's fine. Why has she it. decided to take this room, by the way, for the interview? Could it be like to, you know, subconsciously suggest to the audience, I'm a mother, so don't I'm be too harsh don't, on me? Yeah. Yeah. You, you're going to, you, if you criticize my business decisions, you're actually harming my children. You're harming a mother. I think that's what she's like, going to. Like there's badges. Yeah. Remember the supermarket during COVID? Yeah. Where it's like, I'm a mother, like, don't abuse me. Oh, yeah. 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 And I'm like, well, no, I get it, but mm. they're trying to put the image in your head of like, oh, you know, it's your mum, don't fucking yell at her, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, but I'm like, well, just because you're a mother, if you're acting like a fuckwit to me, I'm yeah. still going to complain. Like, mm. that, doesn't, that doesn't give you, like, free reign just because, yeah. like, hey, I'm a mum. I can I can just spit all over your, your food. No, like, nah, man, that's not how it rolls. Oh, I've, um, got to, I've got to be honest here. Like, you know, I get on well with older people because, you know, why? Because, you know, and Greeno's the same. We were kind of brought up, you know, respect your elders and you know, yeah. listen listen to your grandma's stories. And, you can you know, learn something. Yeah, like, exactly. They so, grew up in a time that was a lot fucking harder than what we have to deal with. That's so. right. But they, they yeah. did. Now, the generation yeah. that came after them, the boom, boomerish generation. Now, I've got to admit that the younger people that I deal with, like in supermarkets or whatever, they're far more nice and friendly and smiling and chatty. Um, you know, I had an experience today, like I go to the same place to get a coffee if I'm getting one on the run and it was like the older boomers kind of served me and just rude straight out of the gate. Oh, I'm so, I'm sorry that I got here at fucking quarter past nine this morning and you've just started, (laughs) you know what I mean? And it was like, what do you want? You know, it's like a younger person would never talk that way to a customer. I find these days now they can be vacant idiots, the younger people. And that's fine. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm fine with that. As long as you're happy and uh, you don't even have to be happy. Just, just be like, you know, sociable. I just want them to just kind of like just fucking do their job yes. and, and be all right. But don't yeah, be don't a be cunt big. about it. Yeah. Don't be a cunt about it. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's why there's a particular dude when I see him in the uh, in my supermarket line, yeah. I'm like, I'm fucking going to that guy's thing because he's 17. Yep. He doesn't fuck around. Yeah. He gives me. He's polite at the start. Yep. He doesn't fucking chit chat. He swipes my things pretty quickly. He doesn't put my eggs at the bottom. Yep. He's a fucking winner. He yep. gets it. Now the 30, 40 year old lady, different story. Pain in the ass, got an attitude, feels like she's overwhelmed. Yeah. Entitled, fucks up the order of the eggs. I don't like it. It's it's no good. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Anyway, I can't um, believe we're still on this fucking clip. Yeah. <laughs> to women and to men. Mm-hmm. And representation is it sort of the heart of evolution. You've got to see people who reflect you in the work and we had this hangover this is this is hangover nice <laughs> use of fucking idiot, no, what a fucking idiot. do not reference let, let me tell you something sweetheart and i you know you've got all the education in the world but as a beer drinker never reference <laughs> a hangover <laughs> when you're trying to sell your own product okay? what a fucking next, idiot if the, if the end of it doesn't end with her referencing grog bogs grog she's bogs. done it wrong <laughs> Sticky, sticky grog box, Greedo. Was a belief in, okay, what does what evolve and elevate mean? Come out like hot tar infused with super glue, don't they? Oh, it it? Like, you feel like you're dropping 41 kilos every yeah. time you go to the bathroom yeah. after a big session on the yeah. beers. And you wipe, you wipe, and you don't know how it got there, but both your cheeks are covered completely. And it's like, I don't know, how did it go backwards? Did it hit the water and bounce back up? Is it is it is it lighter than the water physically? <laughs> and, but it's the greatest wipe of all time because it only takes three wipes and you're done. It's yeah. 
it's yeah. that liquid. That's like, true. Oh, we're, we're finished. Like, yeah. there's nothing to clean here. We're finished. Yeah, there's it's, no little turtleneck trying to force its way uh, out of there. Yeah, that's true. Nah, it's, it's all done. <laughs> it means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men mm-hmm. and because representation is it sort of the heart of evolution you wanted the free publicity and fucking you've got us on right now so we won i like well done. she says representation is at the heart of evolution and charles darwin spun in his grave greener <laughs> nope pretty sure that's not it at all it's not yeah. at the heart of anything yeah, right. A rainbow advertising campaign that no. Darwin had in mind. I'm thinking when no. he came up with the theory of evolution. Fantastic. There you go. Uh, she probably made. She probably get... gets paid millions of dollars to do that. Oh, 100. percent she She's on a fucking a decent amount. Yeah. Uh demo. Let's go from that. So let's think in the children demo. You sent me this during yeah. our break, and my word. Yeah. So good. So good. Let's let's have a squeeze at this one. Uh, you Sky News host Rita Panahi has slammed a quote disturbing Dutch TV show. So what we really need is uh, Victor von Schroom on deck for this one. Oh, he's Victor. Victor, we need him. Victor's around. He might hear this in the next couple of days, and he'll get back to us if he does. But Dutch TV show featuring transgender individuals stripping down in front of children for them to ask questions about their naked bodies. So let's have a little look here, because uh, my initial thought is Rita Panahi is obviously a bigot. Um, for, you know, getting angry at this, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. You know, we love inclusivity and diversity. I mean, these people should probably be selling beer, Greeno. On Outsiders <laughs> on the weekend, we showed you some disturbing content from Holland. Of I'll, be the, judge, I'll be the judge of that, Rita. So I've heard the name uh, Rita Panay, mm-hmm. whatever her fucking name is, Yeah. Way too much, and never bothered to even find out because she seems to be one of those people that is there for clickbait. Uh, uh, if that right. is, She's okay. if that is her voice, fuck me. Like, <laughs> I'm glad I haven't seen. Her. Or watch anything she's been in before. <laughs> it's very that superficial. Brutal. That's the kind of superficial yeah, uh, officiality you love and respect and expect on this program, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, that's a crazy person talk. In simply naked adults get undressed so that we can learn something about it. The voice is the voice is creepy. I don't even speak the language, but the voice is kind of creepy. These yeah. kids tend to you get the opportunity to ask questions about. Their naked body. Whoa, 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 let's fucking. Are they gonna. Is adults about to get nude in front of these 10, 12 year old kids? Well, let's let's find out. No, no, could we just pause for one second? Because hmm. are we gonna get fucking flagged for some like kitty danger <laughs> shit? <laughs> I don't know. I my, don't... my house gets raided, man. Like. <laughs> You've already got a reputation with the neighbours when it comes to yeah. coming over and watching <laughs> the kids play. We this don't need to add this to the mix. Okay, it is covered, so... Okay. No, not for the kids, it's not. No, not for the kids. Hey, this is educational, though, Grant. This is good. This is progress. Nice, Look, my opinion probably doesn't count in these kinds of situations because I'm of the opinion that sex education in school is completely unnecessary as well because it's my opinion that we copulated and uh, procreated for literally hundreds of thousands of years without 
any um, kind of stargazing LSD tripper from the 60s <laughs> instructing 10-year-olds on how to do so. So I'm, I'm sure we can live without that. And the other point that I would put to people when I would have these discussions with mostly educators who thought I was a whack job and a far-right extremist for putting it out there, I would say, well, if you take the sex ed lesson out of the classroom, it literally becomes a sex crime. Like, and I'm not even joking. If, if you put a, if it, it's the, it's the classroom setting that protects, it's the classroom setting that apparently changes it, but you could take the exact same scenario and do it in a park with like a guy and, and, you know, 20 kids. And that guy would be thrown in prison for sex crimes because yeah. he's instructing people. This is what a penis is. And this is what a vagina is. And this is how mm. it goes into the other one. And this is what you do. This is how you put a condom on. If you take that out of the school setting, you're a sex offender. But for some reason, when you're in school, you can get someone who, you know, graduated from university with relatively modest grades, you know, smoked their way through college, became a teacher at the end of it. Next thing you know, they're giving life advice to 10-year-olds on about where to put their pee-pee. So I don't think it's necessarily relevant. I don't no, think it matters. Echo. <laughs> So where, I'm intrigued with, with well, actually, I'm not even intrigued. I fucking, I don't know where this video is going, to be fair. Uh, well, she's a bigot. And let's, let's, uh, let's skip ahead. Let's see what her opinion is. Education. Okay. Kosher? Why? That was my question before the clip, and it remains my question. Why is it necessary to expose children to this? Because it's about education. Nice, Gary! It's about education and nothing more. Uh, look, with that said... All those parents of all those kids are the ones that put those kids there. Oh, like totally. they would have to, they would have to sign a waiver. Yeah, so yeah. my question no, would be. No, they volunteered their children for that experience. 100% they did, which yeah. is kind of my question is that's less about like. Yeah, 100% that's creepy as fuck. Like, yeah, that's uh, the people up there on the stage. Yeah. Well, that's that's creepy in one way. And the kids being there is fucking weird. Well, those parents, they're doing that for them. Parents. Yeah. yeah, the parents aren't doing it for the kids. They're no. doing it for themselves to go and tell someone else, hey, I'm, I'm inclusive, blah, blah, blah. It's fucking nuts. Um, <laughs> my daughter said something the other day and was looking at them and she's like, oh, that, that looks fucking weird. Mm. It's kind of a transgender person. I'm like, that, like have whatever opinion you want. I'm not going to tell you one way or the other. Kind of agree. That fucking you're right. That that person does look a little bit weird. Nah, because you're allowed. A, a you're well. That's, see, that's the thing. Like children, children don't have any filter for that kind. They of didn't thing. have a filter, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Like, yeah, that's fucking that's weird. Well, Do you see that person in the street? And that's don't why. Fucking go there. And that's why Greeno. Some people, some elements in society, dedicate all of their time to to trying to convince children and mm. to to show children and expose themselves, quote unquote, to children. Um, in order to be like, no, 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 you don't have to think that they look different. I want you to think that it's normal. I want you to think that it's fine, you know. And there are pros and cons to every argument, every slice of life, I suspect. But I think you're on the right trail with your original thought, Greeno. Um, it's up to the parents, really. Because at the end of the yeah. day, don't let anyone tell you that you don't have a right to step in and go, ah, by the way, I don't want you to show your dick to my kid, okay? Yeah, don't let I'm anyone corner you into thinking you don't have a choice there, all right? Yeah, you are well within get, your rights. Because we get a lot of permission notes from for school. Yeah. It's like, you know. You've got to read those agree? permission slips. Eh? Do you like, agree for them, them to write, like, yeah. like uh, story time, like my, my daughter. Uh, I like stories yeah. about pinatas. My daughter's got to, like, at the uh, over 
an overarching age where she doesn't have to do the cross cross country yet, hmm. but she can do the cross country. Okay. So I yeah, them, it's like, a bit of physical do? exertion that you want to be make yeah, sure it's, do you, it's you don't have asthma or anything, right? You know, yeah, hundred percent. And also, like you know, so they're asked to run two kilometers. So they're like, well, as a parent, do you sign off and then run two kilometers? Because two k for like yeah. a kid my age, uh, my oh, daughter's age, and it's a pretty it's handy fucking, as a pretty handy cross uh, cross country runner when you were younger. You know, I bet your first initial instinct was like, fuck yeah, I wanted to have a crack at it. Go for it. 100%. Yeah. But I, I gave her that choice. I'm like, look, do you want to have a go? So I said to her, I'm like, well, what we can do is I don't want you, I, like, you got to set them up to not fail, right? Yeah. So I'm like, look, I want you to have a crack at it if you want to. If you want to do it, we're sweet. But let's at least trial it first because mm. I'm not going to fucking throw you to the wolves and you get fucking 500 meters yeah. in and you're gassed. Don't worry, Fuck kid. It. I'm going to train you. What we're going to do is I'm going to run you on the road and I'll drive behind you in the car. And if you slow no, down too much, I'll bonk you on the back of the head with the bull bar. Here's <laughs> the fucking ahead. story time, right? Okay. So for the last, I like stories for the about pinatas. Every lunchtime, because the kids been on school holidays, yeah. fucking Greeno and my daughter have been down doing fucking two kilometer runs down the athletic nice track. Nice, Gary. How so the old one's... knees holding up, mate? Ah, uh, surprisingly not too bad. Now here, here's the thing. So day one, I, I made the the rookie error, not the rookie error, but mm. I said I didn't think of where to go, and I didn't think of like the psychological element mm. where I said, "Hey, we'll go to the footy field." 2K is 20 laps of the footy field. Yep. Now, like the pepperoni pizza, mm. if I say to you, eat 100 slices of pepperoni, you're like, I can't do it. Do 20 if laps. I put it on a pizza, <laughs> yeah, suddenly 20 laps seems daunting, right? Yeah. So I then said, so she didn't want to do it. She did like 100 meters, and I'm like, I know you can run more than 100. Yeah. Fucking, this is ridiculous. So she didn't want to do it. So then I took it to an athletics track. Oh, and, and all said, of a sudden it's the right setting, isn't it? And suddenly she did 2Ks in no thing. And I'm like, nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Once again, taking a psychological element. Yep. So we've been doing that. Now, it's been going well. Been trying to get the time down, but she's been she's been doing good, which is the main thing. Mm. Most importantly, she runs like 400 meters. She walks for a little bit. She w- runs 400 meters. She walks a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, that's what you need to do, man. Like, just yeah. like as don't, long as you don't get burn to the out end, at the start. Yes. Rather than run and walk, why don't you find a jog that you can do both? You know? Exactly, and that's what I'm trying to teach you: pacing, yeah. right? Pacing, I'm like, let's yeah. just keep a nice pace because you're sprinting out of the blocks. Yeah. Let's just keep a nice pacing. Now, what's what's been uh, so I've been doing that every like my lunch breaks for the last week and a half. So you're getting been, fit as well on the side. I've been spent doing that. So yeah. I'm like, I said to her, so day one we did it, and I said to her, like, how are you feeling today? She's like, great. I couldn't fucking move because I had to run the 2K with her. So <laughs> so we've been running 2K, and I'm like trying to keep up the pace. It's also now, a horrifying story, Greeno, because I imagine myself to be the father who sits in the corner drinking port, smoking a cigarette, says, listen to this jazz musician from 1950. <laughs> Nice, Gary. Dad, I want to go for a run. No, no, I want you to listen to this bass run. Okay, this uh, is this is something else. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I've been out there doing the runs with a waking up sore the next day. Yep. Now, what ended up happening uh, halfway through this week is we get up there and there's uh, athletes training for like an actual ah, event. Keep up with them. Go out there oh, and no, try no, and no. keep up. Involving like twenty five year old female glamours. Mm. So I'm like, did you wear the, the Anthony Hardaway basketball shirt? No, Gary. <laughs> no, suddenly Greeno's fucking fucking up. Greeno's like, we're gonna fucking lift the pace here. <laughs> All of a sudden, we were sleeveless in winter. Sleeveless. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the fucking tight shorts. I've been doing glute exercises. I've been running for a couple of weeks. I'm good to go here. I'm looking, 
getting fit. Yeah. Uh, we're up in the pace. We're, we're, we're doing good there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And the 25-year-old to... honeys down at the athletics tracks, Greeno, they love a man who's down there with her daughter, don't they? Like, Well, you know, <laughs> look like a single dad down there. Single dad. <laughs> trying to reef his wedding ring off in the car on the way. <laughs> it's in there. Cut his, fin- cut his finger off in the car park. Nah, it's just a flesh wound. It'll be right. So tell me, do you train here every Tuesday at 9 a.m.? Yeah. 12 a.m. Been down there every time. 12 a.m. <laughs> Good to go. Uh, <laughs> nice, Gary. Good the good story. thing is, daughter's got, uh, she's gone from 15 minutes down to seven minutes flat to impress the ladies. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but uh, thanks well, for a bit of something to aim for, yeah. <laughs> yeah, something to aim for. No, she's, she's going to do good. She's at least out there. She's done the 2K fucking five days straight. Good stuff. Um, yeah, no, she's having good fun, which is yeah. nice. I'm going I'm to direct the uh, baby booger bumper bumper baby into more yeah, yeah. sedentary sports. I don't want to be out there running, but I'll stand next to you while you take a golf swing or, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like for example, right? Those kinds of sports. Like diving is a good one. I don't even have to walk up and down beside the pool. I just stand next to the That's diving board. Stand. I can move my neck up and down. Yep. That's all I need. I'll accept basketball uh, because I'll get caught, uh, seats halfway, so I can I can see the whole track. Teacher free throws, yeah. Yeah, but when it gets into athletics type related sports, I'm sorry, I can't help you there. I, I you get know, a whistle. Yeah, yeah, get a whistle. Get a whistle. I won't even do swimming, Greeno. That's a bridge too far because you yeah. do have to walk up and down alongside the pool to coach them properly, and you know I can't be involved in that. It's too much exertion. I'll yeah. teach. I'll teach her how to swim. That'll be good enough. And then it's like, yeah. all right, you're on your own. <laughs> Go out there and fight the dolphins and the whales and the sharks <laughs> in the ocean. I'm sure you'll figure it out. You'll be all right. But we've gone Let's as far it. as we can together in this coach, uh, coachy relationship. You know. Yeah. Uh, question for you, sir. Are you going to teach her how to suck on tongues? Suck on tongues. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna be honest here and put my hand up. It's not something that I've necessarily thought about, but we probably should. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize either. I didn't realize that was part of the, the children curriculum until uh, we saw this uh, during our break. Yep. The Dalai Lama uh, asked a young boy to suck on his tongue. Suck now, my tongue. Guys, scary. Dalai Lama, Buddha. He's now, a Buddhist, Greeno. We can't. Apparently, don't we have? <laughs> don't we have to think that every Buddhist on Earth is like this peaceful, loving thing that uh, you know would never do any harm to anyone whatsoever? Like, isn't that? Yeah. Awesome? Yeah. It's it's an interesting one because you know that you're right. That's the that's the kind of general thought I've always had to Buddhists mm. of like, oh, there are peaceful people, right? Yep. It's uh, like they're not going to cause any problems to anyone. And then I saw this, and I'm like, ah, I probably should look into this a little bit more. Where's the picture? Uh, there, here it is. Because, look, they didn't even put this. So this explains everything you need to know. The Guardian, yeah. right, they they did this article begrudgingly because they didn't put the actual picture of the event in the article oh, whatsoever. No, no, no. They put a picture of him shaking hands and being, like, all Buddhisty. All yeah. Yeah. But here's the actual image, and now you decide for yourself what you think of the Yeah. <laughs> nice, Gary. Uh, and this is why I don't let my kids go off the road without me being there, Damo. I'd yeah. rather make three hours of small talk with people Yeah. because who knows, the Dalai might be living up the road. Uh, this, <laughs> this is why you have a lawyer on speed dial, Greeno. That's why I get the lawyer on, on close contact. What the fuck? Like, I don't know what, what's going on here. Hmm. Uh, apparently this was well, part of like... It's, a, it's just an old, a random old man asking a young boy to suck his tongue. What have you got against that? Surely it's that? fine. Yeah. 
Now, can we ask the lady from Budweiser if this counts as inclusivity? Nice, Gary. We're going to campaign around the Dalai. I would wager that the lady from Budweiser is, in fact, herself a Buddhist, Greeno. Evolution. You've got to see people who reflect you in the work. And we had this hangover. I mean, Bud Light had been kind of a brand of bratty kind of uh, out of touch humor yeah. and trailer did she say trailer trash humor no she said fratty out of touch humor out of touch humor yeah right. so once again NASCAR. she's in this one's in touch is she is nascar if she's yeah. if she's in touch then we're all out of touch that's mm. she's right then there we go yeah nascar the average nascar fan Shot, shotgunning. This woman has never shotgunned a beer in a show. <laughs> nice, Gary, by the way. Nice, Gary. Uh, Damo, we, we've got to get to the end of the show. Let's talk. Mitchell Johnson Award's back, baby. Mitchell I'm Johnson pumped. Award. I'm so pumped at this because this isn't just a Mitchell Johnson Award. This is the amalgamation. This is kind of like the Marvel Universe. with the Mitchell Johnson Award and for our new listeners uh, we've got the Mitchell Johnson Award is uh, in reference to a former Australian cricketer who for years and years and years he'd be be good for a little bit and then he'd suck and he'd say I'm going to be back I'm going to be back and then he'd come back and then he'd suck for a little bit and he'd get dropped and then he'd like I'm going to be back and then he'd come back and it happened over and over and and this happened for 10 years and then he ended up winning though he made the fool out of us because on the last occasion he actually did come back and he He won a Sanashi series single-handedly yeah Yeah, it was the best bowling performance I've ever seen in my life that's right He, he got tormented in England by like the England fans and stuff and he, you know, he was loose and erratic, and that's why he got dropped from the team in the first place. Mm. And then he literally ended at least one, possibly two careers. He ended Jonathan Trott's international Jonathan career because and... Jonathan Trott came yeah. out, like came down to Australia and faced Mitchell Johnson, the equivalent of a pitcher in baseball. And he was so terrified that he quit cricket and went home. Like yeah, he quit. For our... He For our baseball playing. listeners, he was the Randy Johnson of baseball. Randy Johnson, the Mariners guy. That's, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he came back. So we had a nickname, the award after him, the Mitch Johnson Award. Now, that then feeds into uh, the Australian's obsession or the Australian cricket obsession. We're selecting Marshes, yep. who are like a, a famous cricketing family in Australia. I thought uh, when we got, I thought when Sean retired, we'd seen the end of Mitch as well. But uh, they're not a package well, deal. Because Mitch has been gone forever, for, especially from the test landscape. And I'll tell you why. Because he hasn't fucking played first-class cricket for two years, yet somehow they fucking picked him to go to the Ashes as a backup for Cameron Green. He's like, oh, we need more balance. Well, pick one of the other all-rounders that maybe has played first-class cricket in the last two years instead of bringing Mitchell Marsh back. Uh, the Creek, it's good to have him so- back, though. Oh, absolutely. It's good to have the Creek. Nice, Gary. Just so we can play the theme song. I'm just going to throw this up just to remind us of Mitchell Johnson, Greeno. Uh, just this is just his wickets at the Gabba in 2013. Let's have a look. Oh, what a test this was! Yeah, little Mitchell Johnson. You know what? To to do a little bit of one of these retrospectively. We've done it. We yeah. did it four or five times because we, we hung did. so much shit on we that. We really dude. did for ten years. After, we hung shit on this, this guy. After this series, <laughs> I think we did a sorry book every episode for like a month straight yes. to make up <laughs> the amount of shit we gave him over that decade. We were like, we were fucking wrong. Hold well on. 
Absolutely. It's only in 40 p Okay, that's no good. Dennard, buy Toyota. Oh, this is no good. Hang on, give me a minute. <laughs> is this, is this going to get us a strike, though, on YouTube? Probably. That would have, yeah. But I'll yeah. find something else. It's all right. I'll find a better one. Um, it's got to be at least, like, good quality. Oh, this is better. As Warney said in his warm-up deliveries out in front of the commentary box here, he was sending them through. Okay. Okay, that's a regulation down leg side. Yeah, that doesn't look too impressive. That's the first time he got trot, though. Bloody quick, though. Oh, yeah, still going about 150k. That's just a little nick. That's a little edge. Yeah, nothing there. Oof, that's a bit. It was those ones. That's at the chest. Like, good luck playing that. Otherwise, you're getting a broken rib. And then just outside. Yeah, not much there. That was KP, I think. But there you go. Here's the thing. Like, the wickets actually don't do it justice. What, what made him just so terrorize good in this series yeah. was the non-wickets because he was just drilling them in the chest. Actually, you bring up a good point because what I can think I can I can do is find that one over against Jonathan Trott, which I think he, like, retired the next day, basically. Yeah. He faced Mitchell Johnson, Jonathan Trott. I'm sure it's yeah. Look, it's the first result that comes first up. First thing pops up. Greeno. Mitchell Johnson versus Jonathan Trot. England. Uh, go the first one. It's one oh one oh eight. Look at look one. at this. England. So this is a news uh, article from nine years ago. England have lost number three batsman Jonathan Trot to a quote stress related illness. <laughs> oh god. He was so scared of <laughs> Mitchell Johnson during this particular okay. series. Mitchell Johnson versus rally. Jonathan Trot. Well, that's better settle. Last close. That's very close. Oh, it's Australia versus Jonathan Trott. Yeah. No, that's no good either. That's no good. Anyway, he fucking bowled well. Uh, but anyway, the creek's really back good. for some unknown fucking reason. Doesn't matter. Unless Cameron Green gets injured, he's not going to play. So it, it really won't matter. Yeah. Uh, but in saying that he's the, still considered the second best all-rounder, even though he hasn't played uh, first-class cricket in two years. Two years, great. No, he's played one game in two years. I think. Yeah, what, sorry, one game in two years. Fucking insane. Yeah. Um, I, I thought he some... retired from Test cricket. I thought he. That's what I thought. Well, no, he just hasn't been picked forever. So because wow. he hasn't played for two years, who would have thought? So what happened? Um, Is Cameron Green injured or? No, he's not. They're just because they. I think they realised in India when Cameron Green was injured, the team just lost balance without having an all rounder in there because they were just it just didn't work. So, but that's um, India. You don't always need an all rounder. No, I agree. Yeah. You didn't need a fucking all rounder in India. You just needed seven hundred spinners. You're sweet. Um, <laughs> But that's what George Bailey's decided. Blow the dust off um, Bryce McGain. Funky Miller. That's it. Get him uh, back Crazier. Get Crazier over there, Graham. Socky. Socky still fucking rolls the arm over. Socky, get him does there. he really? Still playing yeah, 2020, still, is he? Or? Still playing T20. Yeah, still playing T20. Good on him. Uh, we're going to get to the final segment, uh, Dirty Bass. But uh, something I realized today, because uh, we love, it's been a little while since we talked Shohei. So Shohei's doing what Shohei does. He's still fucking dominating uh, and, and doing shit no one's ever seen. I was watching a clip before this show uh, and realised, I didn't realise, Shohei throws. So uh, we know Shohei bats, we know Shohei pitches. I'll tell you what I didn't realise until I was watching this clip earlier today. Mm-hmm. Shohei throws seven different types of pitch as well. I didn't even know there was seven different types of pitch. 100%. I thought there was so, like a fastball, uh, a curveball, and a slider, and that's about it. <laughs> you'd, you'd think so, right? Now, bear with me. So he throws. i got to go back to the earlier chats. Uh, so he's got a googly greeno is what you're telling me. Uh, okay. 
So he throws. He's got a flipper. Uh, he's got a four-seam fastball. He throws 16.3% of the time. He's got a sinker. He throws 11.3% of the time. He's got a sweeping slider. He throws 44% of the time. He's got a vertical slider. He throws 6%. No, see, I don't, you, can't, you can't chop and dice the slider. A slider is a slider, isn't well, it? Okay, well, there you go. He throws a slider 50% of the time. Okay. He throws a splitter 7.2% of the time. He throws a cutter 11%, and he throws a curve 3.4%. He's got fucking six different pitches if you combine the sliders. Well, you know, Keith Olbermann, who we all respect here on the show, he clearly stated <laughs> the Greeno that uh, Shohei Otani's not that good. So. Nice, nah. I mean, well, the face of games doesn't speak Keith English well enough. stuff, yeah, He's a he? fucking idiot. Uh, you used to be a big doing... Keith fan. I, I have brought I you over Keith... to the dark side, haven't I? No, no, he's, no. he's not all he's cracked up to be, though. That's the thing. He's I a like, bit of a loose I fucking I like cannon. Keith's. Yeah, 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 I like Keith's show, Oldman, back in the day, the sports show he used to on ESPN, show, yeah. back in like 2012. When he got because, political, he fucked himself, didn't he? Yeah, well, not, not so much that. And then he just kind of like, I've come to realise he's just the grumpy old man who hates everything. Yes. Like he has he has no joy in anything. And no. I'm like, he was complaining about something the other day, and I'm like, do you ever feel joy, Keith? Like, well, because he's he's an, he's an the VB of the Bud Light <laughs> campaign model. He No, but he is. He's trying to cash in on the outrage. He's trying oh, to provoke... Yeah. He's trying to provoke the reaction, but he's doing it in a very boomer way. And he's yeah. like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he would know that 50% of his audience is people who are hate watching him, you know. Yeah, he but he just, he just hates everything, though. Like, yeah. fucking give us a smile once in a while, Keith. Like, yeah. something's got to be good. Why the long um, face? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I know we're going to get to Anthony Bass to end the show. but Anthony uh, Bass. Some, I don't even know some, who Anthony Bass is, but I loved this picture. story so much. He's a relief <laughs> pitcher for the Toronto Blue. Blue Jays, um, but uh, your Oakland A's demo will not be Las Oakland Vegas A's for very long. Apparently, going to Vegas. Are they uh, actually going to really do it? Like, is they it really are concrete? Is it definite? It's, it's, sad, it's done. Man. It's, it's done, man. They've been trying to get a new stadium in Oakland for the better part of a decade, or longer than a decade. Um, but the problem is with with these baseball owners, what they want to do. They want to take uh, like public money. Yeah. They don't want to pay for it themselves. So they, what they do is they threaten to move the team, and then eventually, what happens in most they get an states? In. Yeah. They no, no. The government cave, like sorry, the local, like the state caves, and gives them like taxpayers' money to build a new stadium. Ta- now, it's so ironic too, because California would normally fork over taxpayer money for all sorts of weird and wonderful fucking projects, and 100%. here is actually like a community thing that can people can rally around and be proud of, and they're like, "Nah, not doing it." Well, That's the difference so is the, owner, the owners are billionaires, right? Like yeah. they can fucking afford to pay for it themselves. They just yeah. don't because yeah. uh, they're like, "Well, we'll just fucking move to Vegas and get well, Vegas you, to pay you for don't it." Don't be, yeah, you don't become billionaires by. F- by spending money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so that's it. That, that's effectively what's happened is, you know, unless you know, uh, Oakland was going to pay for it, which they weren't, um, it just wasn't going to happen. So they'll move to Vegas a couple of years, and it's a shame. They've been in uh, Oakland since I think it was 1968 they moved to, to Oakland, okay. um, that, that particular team. Which I is just feel ec- like if they move, like I know this happened, this is far more common in American sports than it is here. So for me it always yeah. feels a little bit foreign, but I know that – all the teams at one point are like the, the funniest example of this for me is the whole Charlotte Hornets situation where yeah uh, there was the Charlotte Hornets and then that franchise moved to another city and they became mm-hmm. the Bobcats, I think, the Charlotte yeah. Bobcats. And then people 
No, no, no. Was it? No, no, no. That's a different sport. So the Charlotte Hornets moved. I can't. What city did they move to, Green? Uh, Charlotte Hornets moved. No, they stayed in Charlotte. No, 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 no. No. The, so the original Charlotte Hornets. Well, they moved. the New Orleans Hornets. New Orleans Hornets. No, 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 no. They because they weren't the Hornets. They the, so the the team that was the Charlotte Hornets, right? They moved to a different city and they became a different team. And then the people in Charlotte were like, we miss basketball. So they created a new Charlotte Hornets, but they weren't actually the original Charlotte Hornets. The original no. Charlotte Hornets were in a different fucking city or something. Yeah. So it was no, ridiculous. The Charlotte, Hornets, Charlotte Hornets then became the Charlotte Bobcats. The Bobcats. Okay. And then the Charlotte Bobcats then became the Charlotte Hornets again. No, no, they moved. It was a franchise that moved to a different city, Greeno, and then they had to start a new, a quote-unquote new franchise, the Charlotte Hornets. So the original Charlotte Hornets franchise moved cities, and then there was a new franchise who retook the name the Charlotte Hornets. I swear to God. Oh, anyway, shortly after relocating the team to New Orleans. New Orleans, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. they became the New Orleans Hornets, yes. and then they became the New Orleans Pelicans, no, and then the Charlotte okay. Bobcats then became the Charlotte Hornets again. There you go. So, yeah. that, so that that to an Australian is a ridiculous thing. Because it's fucking so stupid, yeah. I, I know the Sydney Swans moved here in the 80s, I think, like 1981 or maybe 1980. And we still refer to them as South Melbourne. We're, we still call them the South <laughs> Melbourne Swans here in Sydney. If you're in here in Sydney, you're either a Swans fan or you're not, and I was in the group that wasn't. So yeah. they, they were South Melbourne. And it's like they were here before I was born, and we still call them South <laughs> Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, yeah, that's completely foreign. So, to me, personally, like, I've only known the Oakland A's since I was a kid and they've always been the Oakland A's. And yeah. if they become the Las Vegas A's, let's just say they win a bunch of fucking uh, pennants and stuff, I won't care. You know, I, I won't care. It'll be like, eh, it's a different team now. You know, who cares? It's like the uh, Raiders, right? Didn't the same thing happen with the Oakland Raiders? They moved as well. Yeah, they it? moved. So yeah, Why is Oakland like... such a fucking graveyard for sports teams? What's well, going on even, in it, Oakland? It must be California in general because uh, San Diego had the same thing. The, the San Diego San Diego Chargers the became Chargers. the Los Angeles Chargers. That's right. They did too. So, like, San Diego. So now the only team in San Diego is the Padres, and now the only team in Oakland is no one. Because it used to be the A's, and now the A's are about to fuck off. Yeah, so. so they at one point, Oakland had the Raiders, who, who were like a national yeah. huge team. They were like the rival to the Cowboys at one point, weren't they, Greeno? The Oakland yeah, Raiders. the old school, yeah, the old school uh, Back in Raiders. The day. Yeah. Yeah. Back in, yeah, you're talking 70s, I think, off the top of my head. So now what does Oakland have now is just uh, crack, no, pipes, crack pipes and carjackings, and that's it. Well, that's still San Fran, I think. That's just... Nice, Gary! <laughs> and the homeless, Greeno, don't forget the homeless. Like, don't worry, San Fran's got some amazing bits. They've got some fucking terrible bits as well. Yeah. Um, The terrible bits are right outside the rich bits too, which is ironic. Right outside the rich bits. I know. I'm on the bus. I I did the tour bus around San Fran. I like stories about pinatas. So you hop on, and and we stayed in a nice area. And they're like, oh, you know, here's the tour bus. And that's how you get around a lot of these um, massive places in America. Like, you know, you hop on this. It's particularly a tour bus, and they drop you off at certain venues, and it's all good. So mm. we're in LA, and they drop you off like every fucking ten minutes. There's a stop. Ah, uh, you know, here's the Grauman's Chinese Theater. Here's, you know, here's Beverly Hills. Here's, you know, here's where they film White Man Can't Jump. Blah blah blah. When we got to San Fran, it was like, you know, here's this bit. Here's the wharf. Here's this blah blah. blah. Mm. And then we're on the bus for like fucking thirty minutes. And we're like, why aren't we stopping? They're like, 
we can't stop here. Look out the left window. There's people fucking shitting in the street. And you're like, I love the fact that the two of us went down that road in the first place, Greta. Well, That's it had incredible. to get to the next good bit. So. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. So, Don't look at That's the first like, time in history on a tour you've been you've been instructed to strictly do not look out the window on this part of yeah, the tour. Just like, yeah, yeah uh, we don't stop for the next 20 minutes. Like, strap in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, was, I was like, and then I was looking out. I'm like, yeah, I understand why we're not stopping here. Cool, just uh, get us to the next good bit. We'll be all right. Well, speaking of garbage, Greeno, Anthony Bass uh, tweeted this out: the flight attendant at United. I love the fact that he t- he tagged in the fucking airlines with 1.1 oh, yeah. 1 million followers because so he was he was doing the outrage thing too. Yeah. Uh, the flight attendant at United just made my 22 week pregnant wife. 22 weeks is only halfway. She's all right. Nice, Gary. Uh, the lady, the lady boogie, mate, the lady boogie was still climbing on the roof and putting fucking tiles in the roof at 22 weeks pregnant. She was fine. Jacking up oh, cars, changing tires. She's right. Lady boogie was running half marathons at That's 22 it. weeks. That's it. Ah. She was fighting in Iraq, Greeno, 22 ah. weeks pregnant. The flight, the flight attendant at United just made my 22-week pregnant wife traveling with a five-year-old and a two-year-old get on her hands and knees to pick up the popcorn mess, quote, my youngest, made by my youngest daughter, Greeno. Nice, Gary. And then he writes, are you kidding me? Question mark. Now, uh, Greeno, you've been a father a lot longer than I have. I've got to say, am I wrong here? Am I barking up the wrong tree by thinking that if I'm the dad here in this situation, my first reaction would be to be incredibly embarrassed on behalf of my child. And then I'd say, don't worry about it, guys. I got this. And then I'd pick it up and then I'd try to have some kind of conversation, which probably won't work, about why it's not polite to throw food around in a public setting. Okay. So I'm not wrong. No, you're wrong. If I was in that particular scenario, my first thing would be, uh, yeah, I'd be cleaning it up. And generally what would have happened, I think, because I think, because I, I guarantee what's happened in this scenario is the wife has got that sense of entitlement. Yeah. Because first, don't you know who I am? I'm married. Firstly, I'm not even. You're not even a fuck. You're not even a wag if you're married to a relief pitcher. A relief pitcher. He's got <laughs> Nobody a cares. Uh, firstly, there's a sense of entitlement here because the two-year-old's got its own fucking iPad. Yeah. Let's calm down here, eh? She's oh, fucking. Too. I've got. A, before we go, I have to give you a little story time. Let I like stories here. about pinatas. Um, but at the same time, so there's already a sense of entitlement here. The kid is always fucking like, well, you fucking clean it up. Mm. The mum is already of their sense of like, oh, you cleaned it up. So I think what would have happened, let's say for argument's sake, if the 22-week-old, oh, sorry, 22-week pregnant mother had tr- started to go down and clean it up, mm. I guarantee one of the staff would have said, no, 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 we'll That's take true. care of it. Nice. I think true. what's happened is she's called over. And said, "Can you come clean this up?" Yeah, and they've gone, "No, no, no. We want you to come. We're like, we you didn't fucking clean it your fucking self, like, you lazy you bitch. Fucking yeah. threw it everywhere. You fucking clean it up." And yeah. I'm the same. Like, if I go to anyone, if I come to your house and my kids create a mess. Yeah, I don't sit there and go, "Hey, Damo, fucking like you'll clean up my kids' mess, right?" No, no, no. I'm the first person. Like, oh, sorry, man. Like, I'll fucking yeah. I'll clean up the kids' mess. Uh, and, the kids and at the same time, I'll, and at the same time, I'll probably jump up and go, "No, no, man, it's all good. It's all good. I got That's this. Don't good. worry about because it." Because at least <laughs> I'm trying to clean it up first. Yeah, yeah. I feel there's a sense of entitlement here. Where they're like, "Fucking let the peasants do it." Like, yeah. <laughs> um, secondly, those kids got way too much leg room. <laughs> 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 I don't need that. Oh, 
not. We need a kids section and we can cram them yeah. in like sardines, Greeno. <laughs> that's a very nah, good that's point. My, that's my thoughts on it. Um, <laughs> I really like this. Um, someone replied, genuinely curious who should clean up the mess your two-year-old made as a parent of three kids, uh, you know, as a father, Greeno. As, as a father. <laughs> As a parent of three kids, I am the one responsible for them. And he replied, the cleaning crew they hire. And to which depressed Jay's fan replied, <laughs> by the way. Nice, Gary. I love this guy. You're right. You're I love right. this guy. Depressed Jay's fan replied, the Jay's hire you to pitch, and yet you don't do your job either. Question mark. Nice, Gary. Sorry, depressed Jay's fan. And uh, Jim N-Word also mentioned in the, our Discord server, Greeno, that there was another reply, something like, so your kid throws garbage like you do as well. Yeah. <laughs> that was also a good one. So Very a quick good. little story time I like stories about pinatas. Uh, last week, Greeno, it was the lovely Lady Boogie's birthday, Greeno. Mm. Uh, so we decided to, on the weekend, you know what, we'll take uh, – the lovely lady bugs, and we'll take the little baby booger bar bumper bumper baby. Yeah, and we'll go out to a nice little local cafe. There's a nice little local cafe here. It's half indoor, half outdoor. They do nice. some, you know, you know, chorizo fucking omelets and all that kind of stuff. Ooh, all and, nice, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's brisket on potatoes for lunch and all that kind of shit. And good stuff. Why don't we go down for a little bit of lunch? You know. And so we're 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 young, we're new parents, we're newish parents. Our our little one's about eight month old. So we've got, uh, we didn't get the high chair. We we stayed in a pram, and it's like you know what, the high chair is probably not going to work for her. So we'll keep her in the pram. But we put the pram up to the table, and we said, let's get her some cheese soldiers, you know, cheese toast soldiers, Greeno, to munch on for breakfast while we're having our lunch. Yeah, the winner loves it. So we're doing that. And during our lunch, the lady boogs like kind of does that move. You know, when the wife does that move and they'll tap you on the arm and then they kind of motion with their eyes like in another part of the room, like yeah. fucking look at this shit. Check this shit out. <laughs> yeah, and she does that to me and she's like, you should see these parents. They've got, they've given their kids iPads. And I'm like, yeah, but and my initial thought was, well, a lot of parents give their kids iPads, you know, yeah. that's not nothing. And so I didn't think anything of it. I didn't even bother to turn around. I was looking. We were looking at our kid, you know, and laughing yeah. while she was trying to eat her food and just staring into her little eyes and smiling yeah, yeah. and thinking how beautiful it was. And then when I got up to pay, I walked over. Not only so it was a mother and a father. Not only did the three kids at the table have iPads, they all had a set of headphones plugged into the iPads. It's nice, a fun family morning out, so isn't it? All three, so all three kids are sitting there, like having lunch with their parents, but they're not actually with their parents. They're with the iPad. And I thought that was wild. And it actually took me back to when I was listening once upon a time many, many years ago to that afternoon show on Triple M that used to have Marty Sheargold and Fifi Box Screener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And someone called in and said, like, they were talking about kids being naughty or whatever. And this guy calls in thinking he's a hotshot. And he's like, oh, I just put a TV in the kids' room. And, you know, like, it's all it's all nice and quiet in the house. That's all you got to do. And Sheargold's response was something like, yeah, that's a great idea. That way you can grow up without ever having to get to know your kids. No, <laughs> 100%, mate. Yeah. That, that is fucking nuts. Like, yeah. I have a, a general, like, yeah, my kids have no tablets for that particular reason. Yep. The, the one tablet in our house is only used when there's illness. A little bit of and they can't leave or the room. Yeah. yeah, exactly. 
TV, like dinner time, dinner time, lunchtime in our house is uh, if TV's on, it's always something that the kids don't want to watch because mm-hmm. fucking then at least they won't look at the TV. Yeah. Um, and if we're out, like we, we have that when we go visit uh, visit my family, mm-hmm. my nieces and nephews, they have tablets, right? They're a bit older and that's fine. Yep. But what ends up happening is they, they're playing it. They're not encouraging your kids. So then, yeah. But then my kids sit there and watch the tablets they're playing and I'm like, you're fucking right next to your cousin. Why don't you have a conversation instead of staring at the fucking screen? Like mm. it seems stupid. Yep. Whereas at least when me and you were young and we were staring at a screen, we were conversing about what was happening. Well, you we know had to I mean? play like, on the same computer. So Greeno would, one of us would take the joystick with the one button yeah. and the other one would take the keyboard and then we'd swap at half time, the controls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and it wasn't like, oh, everyone's got the individual screens and they stare and watch their own shit and don't talk to each other. It's, Oh, we're doing something together. We're playing fucking Alex the Kid on Mega Drive together. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that is the activity we're doing together instead of I'm watching this on YouTube, you're watching that on YouTube, and no one's having a conversation. So yep. yeah, I'm 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 the same. Like well, there was a moment out- there was a moment while I was standing at the counter and like so their table was right next to the counter and I had to wait for one of the staff to kind of there was pretty busy in there, so they were serving tables and stuff. So I had to stand at the counter for a couple of minutes. I didn't mind, like it's fine, you mm-hmm. know, do your job, do your thing, you gotta do, you know, and then serve me when you're done. Yeah. And so I had a couple of minutes to just observe this family and what I observed was the mum frantically kind of bouncing around between each child and trying to put the fork in their hand and trying to, you know, fix up (laughs) the plate and stuff. They weren't even paying attention to her. They were looking at their iPad. And for the briefest of moments, I made eye contact with the dad and the dad looked at me like a man who wanted to jump off a fucking building. (laughs) (laughs) Wanted to kill himself. Because he was embarrassed by the whole situation. Because he looked, he had like a beard, like a long, he was a skinny guy. He looked like, you know, like a pub rock cover band bass player, you know. So he had like a big long beard and tats down both arms and he was skinny as a rake. So you knew he was a rocker basically. Yeah. And here he had this, you know, his pretty wife and his few kids and she's basically got them all trained to just be looking at their iPads. So he has to, yeah. So now he can't even be entertained by the kids because the kids are entertaining themselves. So now he just has to sit there and listen to his wife's shitty fucking stories instead. (laughs) He looked like a man who wanted to jump in front of oncoming traffic. <laughs> I like it. Stuff, That's a nice way to end the show, I think, because yeah. uh, we we always, whenever we have a couple of weeks off, the show ends up going fucking stupid long. It really does. Um, yeah, two hours we're up to here. Tonight. Yeah. So there you go. You got your money's worth tonight. Uh, Definitely got your money's worth tonight. tonight. Yeah. Doesn't matter for the delay. It's all good. Yep. Uh, Episode one of season forty-six here on forty-six. The good to go. Uh, don't forget to check out Gooden dot Life. Life. Uh, yep. Still coming it's going soon. Gangbusters though. Gangbusters. A lot of work going off in the background, Greedo, for Good Dot yeah, Life. Yeah, a lot of verification going on there. Yep. So you know. Yep. Blue ticks are plenty. We're strategizing uh, on how we're going to take down Elon. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And it, based on today's feedback, don't think it'll be much. Um, we'll be back next week. Just give everyone um, an iPad, Greeno. They'll yeah, sort themselves it. out. Entertain have yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You'll take care of it. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, 
It's simply that Whoever 